Good morning, it's Danger Dan here in the talk shop. Got a bitchin' show for you today. Uh, yesterday, my buddy Kirk Sharp swung by, and uh, man, this dude is a fucking staple in the chopper community around the Metroplex. Hell, around the fucking world, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he used to put on an event called Just Kickers that you may be aware of. It's come up many a times on the show. It's what inspired me to do the kickstart competition at Daytona. And, uh, man, we got a little history on that event and talk JDs, chicken fighting, horse racing, a little bit of it all. Let's get into it. That was Extermination Day with Thou Shall Not Hassle. Check out Heavy Clothing at heavy.bigcartel.com. <clears throat> Dude, there's a bitchin' show going on this weekend. If you are in and around, fuck, if you're anywhere, Bisbee, Arizona, The Prowl. Used to meet an event called The Howlin' Prowl. Went away for a while. I think they used to do it on Memorial Day weekend. It is happening this weekend in Bisbee, Arizona. Go check it out. Choppers Magazine will be there. Uh, dude, also in two weeks, we got the Texas Fandango, Fredericksburg, Texas at the Gillespie County Fairgrounds. This is an AMCA swap meet. It's going to be flat track racing, chopper drags, mini bike racing, a chopper show at the chopper corral, a bunch of bitching vendors. I think Kirk told us that I think everything's sold out as far as vendors. Uh, if not, yeah, pretty wild. This is going to be a big event. The past, I think the past two we've done, three have been amazing, and they just keep getting better. The outbound train will be playing Saturday night at the campgrounds. You can camp on site. The riding around Fredericksburg is amazing, so do not miss out. After that, I'll be leaving on the 8th for the Mezcal Moto Rally, where we will race from Austin, Texas, down to Oaxaca, Mexico. And I'm fucking really looking forward to that. Uh, May 19th through the 22nd is the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival at Loretta Lynn's Ranch in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. Home of the <clears throat> Blings Invitational, where Bill Dodge invites some of the baddest builders around the country to display their steeds in the horse corrals. It's pretty fucking badass. And, uh, dude, they're going to have, they got a bunch of dirt bike trails. I mean, it's the home of the, the baddest motocross track in the country. You do not want to miss this event. I've been there since the beginning and watched it grow, and it's pretty fucking amazing. The The people there, I mean, dude, you're going to be right at home. The ranch is beautiful. You can camp there on site. Check it out. Go to MotorcyclesAndMusic.com. You can use Danger Dan at checkout to get $15 off your four-day pass. Uh, June 25th and 26th is Born Free, dude, and Kirk might have dropped the Born Free Texas dates on this show. I don't know if they're out yet. We kind <clears> of <throat> went back and forth on that. July 22nd is going to be the Run to Raton, where J.P. Rodman will be hosting the first Chop Wizard Invitational. God, I can't wait to hear more about that. August August 26th and 27th is going to be the Virginia City Roundup. It's a fucking rodeo and a chopper show and an FXR show. You're going to get a chance to ride bulls. 
You're going to be able to bulldog some fucking bulls. Uh, it's going to be amazing. It'll be my next, uh, uh, the next show I MC for Choppers Magazine, dude. Uh, if you were not in Daytona at the Choppers Magazine show, you missed out. We had a great time. Dude, there's probably 50 or 60 badass kickstart shoppers. And then probably 30 FXRs. Dude, it was it was fucking beautiful to see all these bikes in one place. And I was very honored to be the guy on the mic. Uh, we put on a show doing a kickstart competition inspired by today's guest, guest Kirk Sharp. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll do the same thing in Virginia City. If you're not over here and you're over there in the U.K., uh, there's an event called the Nomad Run the same week in August 26th and 27th. Check them out on the gram for more invite more in for more information. Uh, September 10th is the next uh, show after that called Party at the Pen, where Luke from Chop Merchandise has acquired a fucking penitentiary that's 150 years old to throw a fucking chopper show. How sick is that? Check it out, Party at the Pen, on the gram for more information. It's the 150-year anniversary of when this penitentiary was built, so he's trying to get 150 choppers in there. It's going to be sick, dude. Uh, This show is brought to you by MC Shop Tees, your T-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. You sign up, dude. You can buy a three-, six-, 12-month package, or you can sign up to pay month by month. And each month, you get a new shirt featuring a different shop from around the country with a postcard that tells you about the shop, where they're located, what they specialize in, and how you can get a hold of them. It's a beautiful thing. Each shirt is a one-off, limited print, only available through MC Shop Tees. It's got the date and the artist's signature in the tag with a design that's only available through MC Shop Tees. Go to mcshoptees.com to sign up now. We've got men's, women's, and kids' sizes. It's a beautiful thing, dude. Uh, each month we get to send them a package from Low Brow Customs, too, because those motherfuckers support me. They support independent shops, and they can support you as well. On top of that, if you go to DangerDansTalkShop.com, there is a Patreon support tab. Sign up now. Donate 5 bucks a month to the show to keep this thing on the road, gas in my bike, equipment on the table, and guests coming in. And each month I pick a winner to give a $100 gift card to LowbrowCustoms.com. Like I said, Lowbrow supports me and they can support you as well. I've got some bitching parts on this race bike that I just built that came right off their website. Front end, a set of tanks, uh, both of those from WW Cycles, some of the, the baddest manufacturers on the planet. Uh, I get the tires or Bates Bajas, dude. They got all sorts of shit LowbrowCustoms.com. Do not fuck around. Um, dude, I am in some serious fucking pain this morning. I don't know if you can tell, but this is the hardest intro I've ever done, dude. After the Kickstarter competition, you know, we fucking trailer to Daytona. Me, Mike, and uh, Nick Huff, Knives Made by Nick. And, dude, when we were loading up to go, I did something and fucking, you know, it's like, I don't, it's, uh, it's crazy. I did a kickstart competition that day, and then I fucked up my kickstart leg. And it is, it's fucking gnarly. I, like, pop the the hip socket out of place and, like, rip some fucking cartilage or tissue or something. And 
every morning it's it seems like it's gotten worse <laughs> since then. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully I can get somebody to check it out. But uh Yeah, where was I going with that? Oh, I just can't fucking think straight. Um Dude, let's get into this show with Kirk Sharp. We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> no, I called up uh Harper. I tried to get him to come over. Oh, he's Jim. never he's never done a podcast either. Ah. And I was like, oh, come on. What do you got on him? Hell, why don't you just come over and sit down with us? He's like, you know that's not happening. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd ask. No, you know what? I, I thought about, I seriously thought about meeting over there at his place. Well, and that was that's how he came to mind. It's like we could meet over there and maybe he would sit down and do and, it with us. He's too busy with work and then he's just not the public guy. You know? <laughs> he's not. And, and you know, one of the biggest reasons I like to do this too is because it helped the Fandango. You know me though. I just like to help people. Yeah. I'm going to promote anything I can. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about what's happened in Texas because I've tried my best to make it work. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> you know, the reason I called you up the other day about the. Uh, the kickstart. You know, I went to went to Daytona, raced the flathead. We had talked about, you know, you maybe coming out with Jim beforehand. And uh, you know, and on the way there, Kickstart Mike was like, uh, you know, Dan, you should you should do a kickstart competition at the show, you know? And I just kind of blew it off. I'm like, I don't know. I don't it just did when he first said it, I just didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And then as the time went on, it gets closer to me emceeing this event, which I've never really you know, I talk on a microphone a lot, but like you see, they're just clipped on you. There's not a bunch of fucking people staring at you. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of shied away from all the opportunities, if you will. So this one's coming up, and I was like, well, man, I got I to gotta do something, you know, to like, you know, I just don't want to show up there and give away awards. Like, what am I going to do? And then, the, and then the Kickstarter competition came to mind like it was my idea, you know, even though Mike had already said something about it. And, uh, and But I wasn't sure how to like, you know to go about it and uh or at least get get people excited about it yeah anyways uh i was like well fuck if i throw money out there these people are going to want to do it you know yeah and, and it works <laughs> it works i called you up that morning i'm like hey kirk i'm gonna do it you know and what you can guilt a bunch of people into it too well i tried that no they shied away oh really maybe i was a little overboard you know i wasn't really guilty no i was just telling them they were fucking trash yeah they, well you yeah, maybe it was a little start no, <laughs> no. Probably the best way to guilt somebody is to fuck with their buddy. Oh, Get yeah. their buddy to fuck with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. The buddy can guilt them better than we can. That's probably true. I don't know, man. That's just people thing. Who knows? Well, see, and I never got to go to a Just Kickers, and not till recently had I seen you do the Kickstart competition, I guess at the Southern Throwdown uh, a couple years ago when we did it. It was the first time I'd seen you do it. Yeah. But before that, I did an event in Red River, and it was uh, Memorial Day. It was during the Veterans the the Memorial Day rally they've got. But I had no idea what I was doing, you know? Right. And, you know, and, and Kickstart Mike was there too. He probably, now that I think about it, he probably gave me an idea as to how to go about it, you know? And uh, that went off, let me tell you, getting those bikes running inside the bar, I let everybody fire them up. And, you know, and there's a bunch of bikers all over town. The town's small, so they're all there. They start hearing the choppers running inside this uh, courtyard area. People start showing up. You know, the crowd grows. Yeah, it gets them going. <laughs> it gets them going. Hearing those old bikes run. And, you know, I did the normal thing, got rid of a bunch of bikes. And now I'm trying to get them to not start, you know, because there's some bikes out there that they're just, you know. Well, you know, I've always wanted to, uh, I just kind of like the the jet bike thing. And it, it it's irritating, but it's not irritating. It's a guy shows up on a chopper and it's a kickstart. You know, it's kind of hard to say no to the guy. It is. And and then there's, only this, there's always just like one or two. 
So how do you get a Japanese kickstart contest? You know, I mean, what the hell you do? Yeah, you can't so you have to include them. You either got to include them or just exclude them. Yeah. And I've certainly thought about excluding them, you know, and say, hey, dude, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, here's your, your sub award or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you get the winner's back and the loser's back. Well, you're the winner. You're the automatic winner of the loser's bracket. Got it. I don't know, man. It's uh, well. There was only one that year, and there was a. I think it was a knuckle, a pan, and a shovel, and then a KZ one thousand. Yeah. So anyway, I start throwing curveballs at him. I'm like, all right, go pick. What I say? The first thing I was like, go pick a veteran out of the crowd. So they go out there and they all find a veteran. The veterans walk up there, and these bikes are just starting every time, right? So they kick them, and I didn't think much about it, but afterwards. Every single one of those veterans came up and was just thanking me. Like, dude, it's been so long since I've kick-started a motorcycle, much less one that was dialed like that. And they just, it, you know, made my day just realizing how excited they were. Yeah. And then the, next, and then the mistake I made was like, all right, now go pick a girl. So they all went out and picked a girl out of the crowd. And it all went good until kickstart Mike's bike kicked Lulu back and fucking broke her leg right there. Oh. And then... Not knowing it, well, she knew something was up, but she got up on stage and played all day long oh, all girl, night yeah. after that. We get back to the house, she takes off her boot, and it's just like, I just felt terrible. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one lesson I've learned. But it's kind of evolved, and since then I saw the way you did it. And uh, anyways, when I did it out in Daytona, everybody was like, they'd never seen it before. You know, like they were, I don't know how... I don't, they just reacted like I had started some new thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is something that. Well, it just came. You know, it came up in a conversation when I started this kickers thing. It came up in a conversation, and I can't remember who, which one of us had seen it before, but it's like, you know, we got to do it. Yeah. And it was just automatic. So, did you have that plan before the just first just yeah. kickers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it was. Uh, it, it wasn't planned. No. <laughs> Until until we had this conversation, at, well, just kickers was playing, but the kickstart contest came up before we had the event for sure. But, okay, okay. But uh, no, it was uh, it was just come up in a conversation that we do that. But somebody had seen it somewhere before. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know the old bike games where people used to like run down, start their bike, and then race it back. Yep. That's kind of where some of that probably evolved. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'd seen before. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, and the other guy was telling me about one they did where you would get a minute. They would time you for a minute to see how many times you could start and kill your motorcycle. Okay, I've seen that. But You've I, seen that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. But I, I like the, I, I like the kickstart thing. And it just, I you love gotta, it because all eyes are on the person that's fixing the kickstart. You got everybody eyes. assembled, you know, they're all in one spot and, you know, the crowd gets into it. The crowd really got into it. But, you know, I got to tell you, these bikes start. You know, you you can't stay out there for three or four hours, especially if you don't have, you know, I've been in a couple of situations where there's no sun or no shade and the yeah. sun's getting hot. That's you know. what we were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to make it move somehow. But yeah. that's when you start just turning the gas off. Then it's Russian roulette. Yeah, that's that's what I turn. I had them turn the gas off. And but then, I will tell you too, that that's not a sure thing for some of the old valve type gas yeah, tanks. Yeah, they don't shut all the way. <laughs> they, they don't. They, they they still leak. Yeah. yeah. So we had we had a we had a false winter like that. Really? Couldn't happen to a better guy though. Oh, nice. Who was it? <laughs> it was one of those Waters boys. Uh, okay. You know, from uh, Iowa. Yeah. One of the Waters boys. I, that's Luke funny you and say Zach that. and Shane. And I've got something. I've got I've got some. You got some hubcaps. Here <laughs> yeah. I can't remember which one of them gave it to me. Whether uh, it was Luke, Zach, or Shane, but somebody sent those home from Iowa, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're 40 model 
Scoop. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. here. Cool. We're, gonna, we're gonna dig them up. They might be in the van. That's all right. Yeah, I hadn't seen them in a minute, but they're here in the <laughs> shop. <laughs> oh yeah, I like those guys. Well, the Kickstarter competition was great, man. I'm glad that you know I got to do that. I wish you could have been there to see it. Uh, I think what did I finally get him with? Uh, oh, I think it was the left-footed kick. Uh -huh. That was what that was what took him out. Yeah. You know, I did. Left-footed, I did dirt bike style. Were they show bikes or? They, yeah, I didn't tell them. Nice show bikes nobody just... knew what was that this was going to happen right. until the bikes were in the show. And then at that point, I'm like, all right, show bikes. You know, they were all fucking cool. They were all sweet-ass bikes, you cool. know? Cool, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the bike that won was, the, like, the, the prettiest bike out of the whole lot that, would, that played the game. Yeah. You know, it's, it was actually uh, this guy named... Uh, Shit, what's his name? His Instagram's 59pan something. I just featured in Cycle Source. I mean, it was a runner. What I wish I would have done, though, is when we got down to like four people, is gone around and talked to all of them like, you know, what kind of uh, ignition are you running? You know, like just kind of like just learned a little bit more about each bike and right. uh, what yeah. they had done or, you know, any insight just to, you know, just yeah. to liven it up and learn some things. Because, you know, I think... You know, people all have it differently, but a lot of, I think most of them were all, one of them was Magneto, uh, Roadside Marty's Knucklehead, I'm pretty sure it just had points in a condenser. Uh, the guy who won, I think he had an electric, well, I don't, I don't know what he had, but he had like a more modern style timing. Okay. So yeah. there, I think there might have been. Could have been electronic. Electronic, right. or yeah, something, one of those ones that's got the mechanical advance in the electronic. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but you know, there's so many of these dudes got been riding these bikes, or so many of these guys that, I mean, they just know how to dial one in. It is, yeah. It's to me, it's foolish to watch a guy kick on a bike forever. <laughs> 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 I mean, they got to start. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's I don't know. It, 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 all my life, people have told me, you know, I mean, they just laugh at you. If it takes more than five or six kicks, or, you know, you got to figure it out. Something's wrong. Oh yeah. If it's cold, there's consideration there, but. I mean, just to kick and kick and kick and kick and kick. Something and that on. brings up another subject, too, about, like, you know, magnetos are great when they work. Mm -hmm. Magnetos are, like, terrible when they got condensation in them, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. it also has a lot to do. I see people all the time just flood their motorcycle. Oh, that's an automatic. You know, like that's an automatic. grabbing the throttle, and it's just like, <laughs> well, you, you know, you can that. see it. Like, no, 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 I can start this bike at three kicks. No, you, but... don't, you, don't, get the guy, you don't get the guy in the kickstart contest when that's doing it around because he's got to kick it, but... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many times if we watch people, the, the, it's the natural instinct. You put your hand up here on a handlebar, and when they kick through, they roll the throttle. Mm -hmm. And even if it's just a little bit, and most of these bikes are squirters. Yeah. So after about three kicks, they flooded it, mm -hmm. and then they just keep kicking. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I, I try not to say nothing to people, but well, I, if if it's a young man and I really feel like he, he'll listen and wants to learn, which over the years there's been a lot of young men that. They will listen. I like that. That's why I, that's why I fuck with this shit. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I don't know any more than the rest of the guys, but I learned the hard way. But yeah, kickstarting well, kick kick a motorcycle is, is not tough as long as you got it tuned mm -hmm. and you, you know what you're doing. But you, you, you can flood one real quick. Easy, with those super ease especially. And then you just clean it out and start over. Yep. But nobody ever wants to start over. <laughs> just keep kicking. <laughs> Yeah, I one, of the, one of the neatest freaking things I saw on Instagram, or maybe it wasn't Instagram, I don't know where I saw it, but in my, 
in my, it, there was an era when I kind of got used to some of the computer stuff and I started looking around and, and checking shit out and there was a video on there. And I think Mac, Mac Schaff did it and it was, for, maybe it was, it just maybe it was a movie thing. I don't know exactly what it was, but it's part of that segment is about a guy kicking his motorcycle and people watching him and all. It's, a, it's just the funniest thing in the world, but it's so real. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Joe King. <clears throat> the guy's getting ready to leave the bar. And he's, you know, he's like kicking, kicking at the girl. It, just, it was just a neat deal about kickstart motorcycles because they will embarrass the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Joe King put together a video, and it's just people kicking their bikes and then not starting. You <laughs> yeah. Know? It's just like a, a Or the cough. Or the, you know, it, there's a lot of shit. It was along with a kickstart. <laughs> well, how many people did... Uh, so what year did you do the first Just Kickers? And oh, how did man, you don't started? ask me dates. I'm like brain dead. I want to say 2011. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we did it three or four years in a row. And, you know, it was like it came to a point where we had the... Uh, uh, had to move the location, the guy that had the original venue, so I had to move it, so I found a place at a drag stroke. So we we're going to do it at the drag races, so that's, you know, I thought we'd do some drag racing, you know, at the drag, and this guy had a little bit of a camping area, and he was like the only person that was even willing to go for it. Okay. Uh, the last time we tried to redo it, because this was all about the same time that there was the Waco incident where... Oh, Everybody yeah. and their dogs are scared of a motorcycle guy, especially if he's riding a chopper. Yeah. And uh, the guy in hardware is the only one that would talk to me about it. So, I mean, we had a place to do it. And then it rained. It like rained and rained and rained and rained. If we were going to drag race anything, it would have been boats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that guy who has like one of the oldest drag strips in the country, it's a family-owned thing, uh, he, keep, he rescheduled, rescheduled, rescheduled. So it just fell apart that year. And then, unfortunately, the next year I had a pretty bad wreck. And it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. After that, and then by the time I got thought about doing it again, and I thought, Nah, I don't know. I just, it just kind of things changed. Yeah. They, when know? they take on those things, take on like a life of their own. You but know? It, it, there was an opportunity to just blow it up. Uh, Lisa, Lisa Ballard is, you know, a, a social media pro, and she, you know, she was involved, and she's like, Okay, we can do this, you know, and. I just didn't know what I wanted to do at that point. And yeah. after having a wreck and everything else, I, I mean, I wasn't giving up on motorcycles, but I just, older you get, the more you think about your responsibilities and liabilities, you know? Mm -hmm. So I thought, ah, let's let somebody else have fun. Yeah. And then meanwhile, Giddy Up's going and... I would say Giddy Up kicked off around oh, yeah. that time. Well, you know, Brian and a couple of those guys you know, asked, me, asked me what what I thought about this thing after the Just Kickers, you know, because they attended, the majority of those guys that kicked that off attended Just Kickers and... That was something I said, man, just, somebody's got to do it. You, you guys got to do it. Yeah. You know, and they did it and did well. Uh, you know, things happen, whatever. I don't know, but uh, Texas has been starving for something. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been living here a long time and the chopper world was nothing. Yeah, Texas has come alive and I, I, I don't take credit for all of it, but I do feel like I've, I've had, I've just tried to promote it, tried to promote it. Well, I know that Just Kickers is, you know, I meet people all over. I met somebody in Daytona who was like telling me how they used to go there. They didn't even remember what it was called. You know, well, I, I didn't want it. Thing. The whole concept was, the whole concept and idea came up with a buddy of mine. Uh, and I say buddy of mine, this was a, this was a, you know, if you ride motorcycles, you meet people. Well, I'm on the side of the road on Interstate 20 and I run into a guy on a knucklehead, broke down. He's just fixing to leave the, the gas station corner. I'm rolling off to the corner where 
you know, I've got a problem, which that was a cable problem, wasn't messing a major. Yeah. But we talked, and then we noticed all these people going somewhere. And this is ironic about this thing that's happening in Texas right now, and I've, I've said this to a couple of people, but uh, at that corner that day, me and this guy and one of my local Dallas buddies, the guy that works for me, uh, we're sitting there, and we're going to East Texas for a, another event. These people coming by here turning and we're saying, okay, well, where are you going? Well, they said, we're going to the crater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a motorcycle event out there. Yeah. So anyway, this, this, this guy that I met on the side of the road ends up being BJ. He's from Riverside, California at the time. He, he oh. says, let's, uh, let's go to that event. I'm not going anywhere, you know. So we all took off from this event and it was the crater. No and when shit. we rolled into this place, there was some excitement. There was a band. There was, and it was wet and started raining. And anyway, next thing you know, BJ's a nut. He pulls a siren off on this knucklehead, and he's like roaring around the top of this thing with a siren going off, acting like a fool. We get every, he gets everybody's attention. We got in the bike show. They gave us awards. Uh, we broke every rule they had as far as burning out up and down the hills and shit like that. But we had fun. Everybody had fun. Uh, but that all happened right there at the crater. That's so awesome. <laughs> Which nowadays is, as you know, you know, we're... Yellow Rose Canyon. Yeah, Oliver, Scott, that, that whole group, you know, Audra, that's that's their deal now. So That's pretty It was very cool. interesting. It all kind of came full circle to that So now this BJ guy, you guys started bullshitting and... and... We talked about having, you know, what, what we used to do. So after that little weekend thing, he goes to the Keys, comes back from the Keys a month or two later... Stops back by my house. The next year, he comes back and visits again. And he says, you remember when we used to sell throw $20 up on the bar or $20 in a pot and everybody got something and we all rode somewhere and camped out or whatever? He said, you know, we used to have, people used to get together and go have fun and rode somewhere. He says, it might be 10 people, it might be 20 people. You know, you never know. There's been times when a lot of people showed up. So that's kind of where the old idea of having a just kickers was. We're going to find a place that we can ride to and cook, camp out, and we'll get some music going and, and party and talk about Pretty simple. bullshit. Pretty simple. <laughs> and it doesn't take much to have a good time, does it? Yeah, and we wanted it to be just people that rode choppers and kick bike, kickstart bikes. Yeah. So, hence the name. Hence the name, Just Kickers. Hence the name, Just Kickers. How many people were at the, the event the first The first year, one, we probably had 150, I want to say 150, 200 people. People were They're starving for it, is what it sounds like. Well, I've been I've been living, hanging out and riding around Dallas and stuff. You know, this is how I met Scott. You know, and when I when Scott when we had just kicker Scott jumped on board with it. You know, he helped us. You know, promoted a little bit. Uh, he probably wasn't as famous then as he is now, if you want to call him famous. Uh, but no, we got people involved, and there was people building. By, you know, they they, they kind of came out of the woodwork. We didn't realize how many people were here. I knew there were several, you know, but word got out, and that many, that's, the people just came. That's awesome. <laughs> did you do, and you did the Kickstarter competition the first year? Oh, yeah. yeah. How many people do you think were in that? I don't know, 12, 14? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. And, uh, and then the next year, it just got bigger. You talk about, you know, it's funny, because I didn't want it to blow up. Lisa and I had this conversation, you know, and anyway, I, I that's when I kind of got familiar with Instagram and social media, you know, I'd, I never messed with it, and that thing kind of blew up. And all of a sudden, one day, I seen a picture on Instagram, and it's a guy wearing a just kicker shirt, and he's like in California somewhere. And I'm like, uh, you know, this is a kind of. And I, I told Lisa, I said, "Ask that guy how he got that shirt." And I'm just curious. 
And the guy replied back, he says, anything on the internet, what do you think? You know, I mean, you're exposed everywhere. I didn't know that it ever got, I mean, I just didn't have any idea that this shit went that far. Wow. And social, and my social media experience just, blew, it just started and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, I didn't know that people were going to know me in places, and I didn't really, you know, I didn't know how to take that at first. Yeah. Yeah. And after, here's a quick, a funny little story. After I had my wreck, I hadn't been doing nothing, hadn't been going nowhere, and I jumped in, I jumped in my old, I had a 53 Ford at the time, and me and another buddy, Mike Crager, jumped in it, and we went to Giddy Up. And I got down there, and I, I met a bike event in a car. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'm cool. I'm driving an old nostalgic car, but I'm at a bike event in a car. I just didn't dig it. And everybody walked around asking me, you know, well, what are you going to do with other skickers? What are you going to do this? What are you going to yeah. do that? And I came home, and my wife said, did you have any fun? I said, well, I, I enjoyed seeing some people, but I didn't have no fun. I said, <laughs> I, I can't go to a bike event without a bike. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I said, everybody's asked me about something. I just don't know what I want to do. I said, no, I mean... Good to see people, but no, I didn't have no fun. Well, it definitely inspired people all over the country. Yeah. I mean, but I, I had to get, you know, I had to get back in, get going, doing something. So, you know, all, working with Oliver and Audra and helping them has been, you know, been part of my fun. You yeah. know, I'm here to help anybody in the industry because choppers are alive in Texas. <laughs> yeah, they are. Hell yeah, they are. Yeah. So. <coughs> Now you you grew up in California, or did you just live? in Yeah, California? no, I grew up, I grew up in California. Where at? I grew up in the San Joaquin Valley, near between Fresno and Visalia, in okay. a little small little small farm town. Dinuba is actually where I was born, <clears throat> but I lived out there in the valley, and I grew up amongst choppers and hot rods and, and farmers. Yeah, <laughs> we learned how to work on things, fix things. You know, my dad was uh, my dad and his brothers. They were kind of like motorheads and hot rodders. You know. They race out there? Or? Yeah, they race roundabout shit. Yeah. yeah. And then I have older, I'm like the youngest boy of the brothers, uh, my dad and his brothers. I'm, I'm the youngest cousin. The other ones are all at least 8 to 10 years, some of them 15, 20 years older. But uh, they were all into cars, hot rods, motorcycles, you know. So my, they were all my mentors. That's awesome. And then I live in a part of California also where the, uh, you know, every year there's like the, the, the club life there, I mean, the annuals at Bass Lake, I mean, I witnessed all this travel to and from on all these choppers, you know. No shit. Oh, yeah, the roar on the highway to Bass Lake. I mean, as a young man, I listened to all this shit happen. I never was into club life, I didn't, you know, but... Uh, well, that's, but it's, you know, not being into it, just seeing that, witnessing that. That, that was the chopper scene. I mean, those guys rode choppers. Yeah. It was badass, you know, and... <laughs> Some of my older cousins and us, you know, they hung out there. You know, they were they were fabricators and painters. You know, there was a, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to know a lot of people. And back, I, I I learned and saw a lot of things going on for some people that turned out to be incredible talents. You know, it's like one of my older cousins hung out with Arlen Ness a lot. They used to come to Fresno for you know like fabrication and paint and so forth. They'd go buy parts from them. Uh, the uh, the things, you know, all, all the events and the things that they, they all hung out and went also, you know, to best, you know, all the parties. But the uh, same thing with the hot rod thing. You know, the cars, the guy that started Good Guys car stuff was like there from my hometown. No shit. Uh, the first autoramas and stuff came from a guy named Agagenian who's from Fresno. You know, I mean, all of that kind of stuff evolved in that part of the country, too. So. That, well, I mean, that's the custom And when I come to capital. Texas... When I come to Texas, bud, I'm telling you, it was a culture shock. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I believe it. Now, there were some places around. There was, uh, there was, club, there was club activity here, and those, some of those guys were chopper riders. Yeah. I didn't know any of them at this time. I'm starting a married family life guy to kind of deal, too. There was brown cycles, which I didn't know nothing or much about at all. I just, I just knew there was a brown cycles, and those guys were the only guys around I knew that did choppers or heard of that did choppers. And that, that's kind of a funny story itself because I run into some guy back on the north end of the Metroplex, you know, riding a motorcycle one day, and I ask him about all this silicone hanging out his cases, you know. Yeah. That's when heat tip silicone first come around. Okay. Well, the story is Brown sold choppers. Well, you can't sell choppers that leak, right? Average guy don't want a motorcycle that leaks. No way. Browns knew how to use heat tip. They sold choppers to people that didn't leak. <laughs> <laughs> but you could always tell almost where the chopper came from. Yeah, hold on one second. I got to see what this is going on. That sounded like somebody's running a fucking weed eater outside the shop there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. We talked about... The choppers that they used to build last week on the podcast. Oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they got one up there right now that they built back in the day, and they could. There's just a couple little things on there that weren't done like that anyplace else, probably. Well, there's Ernie Felty's in Louisville. Okay. Felty's got a motorcycle shop. He will not work on shovel heads, so don't even ask him to. <laughs> okay. I, I ran up to his shop one day looking for a bike shop, looking for something, and I pulled up to his shop. I thought, man, this is cool. There's a guy right here in Louisville, not too far from me. And he had one of them shovel head plaques in the front window from V-Twin. Oh, yeah. And I thought, man, I'm at home. Yeah. <laughs> I go in there, and he said, no, I don't work on them. No. He says, I work on late model stuff only. <laughs> but he's rode them, and he bought, him and one of his buddies bought choppers for Browns way back in the day. No shit. Yeah. And Ernie acquired his old chopper again or, or something similar to it. But he's got an old Browns chopper now that he rides once in a while. It's an old panhead. But, yeah. Oh, that's fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, it's funny. But the the, silico, the the red temp or the heat tip silicone was kind of a, something that I just remember. That was a signature. <laughs> it was a signature kind of a. Well, yeah. did you start riding before you came to Texas out in California? Yeah, I, I rode the variety of stuff. Yeah. Mostly you know, a lot of dirt bike stuff and uh you know, I, I, he just, I was a British guy for a while. Really? Oh, yeah. You said you had a BSA? I mean, my, were you doing I had a like... BSA Victory. That was like a you know, farm boy bike. You know? That was the farm boy bike? <laughs> I was just a, no, that was just one of the bikes. Most of the stuff, you know, I never had any of the Suzuki stuff. I never did like it. I, bought, I usually bought something weird to everybody else. I mean, I rode Husqvarna's and, you know, uh, Bull Tacos. Well, there's was, a lot of dirt out there to be riding on. Well, I was a Bull Taco fan. Really? Yeah, I really was. And uh, I like those. But, uh, you know, when I got into the street bikes, I really started out with some British stuff. Matter of fact, you know, when I, after my kids kind of got older and I started getting back into more and more bike stuff, I, uh, I had a garage full of British stuff. No shit. Yeah. And then I hired a guy in my construction business that was a full-blown biker dude. Uh, and uh, he says, man, he says, you know, let's, why don't you get a real chopper? <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. No, guy named Mike, and actually he lives over here at Graham. Uh, Graham, he does. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what his uh, bike status is now, but no, uh, he and I started putting bikes and stuff together. He, I learned a lot of stuff from this guy. Oh shit. Uh, uh, particularly about the shovel head stuff, and uh, that's when I just kind of got rid of everything British and. 
You just made the leap just like that. Well, yes. What made you do that? Just this guy being excited about it? Yeah, I got excited about it. I like. I, I just. I don't know. It was. Uh, if I was going to ride street stuff, because I wasn't riding dirt stuff anymore. If I was going to ride street stuff, I thought. It, it, I thought the Harleys was cool. And I, like I said, coming from that West Coast mentality, I just I always liked them. Yeah, you know, I had right. a, Triumph choppers are cool. You know, don't get me wrong. But the V-twin noise is just better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt it is. And it go farther. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I warped the head on too many of them Triumphs, you know. You warp to, the head on them? Oh, yeah, getting them hot. Oh, yeah, like yeah. what Jeep we were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, is that just because the cylinders are right next to each other? They just don't cool down They just don't like to go 80, 90 miles an hour all day long in oh, the heat. That's no fun. <laughs> Texas, they got to be able to do that. Someone's got to do it. None yeah. of them like it, but I mean, no, I, I just I just found the Hardys to be more fun, a little yeah. more loud, a little more power, a little... Well, I, I was talking me. to somebody, and I think it was on the podcast, and they were talking about running into you and, like, two other dudes rolling 95 miles an hour on some knuckleheads. And he was like, I had no idea that that was even possible until I saw Kurt. Uh, yeah, we were... Uh, oh, look, we got a dog. Yeah. That was probably coming back from Santa Rosa. Yeah? Yeah. And BJ, actually, the... In one of his journeys, he had a truck and trailer in Medicine, Santa Rosa. At uh, they did a smokeout there. Okay, like one of the last smokeouts, maybe I don't know. Uh, in Santa Rosa, Santa Rosa, New okay. Mexico. And actually, I met. That's where I met a few other people. It's kind of interesting guys that are around here, younger guys, out there. Uh, but no, we were coming back from there, and there was a young man that we knew broke down on the side of the road, and he had a clutch basket come loose on his bike and so bj just says throw it on the trailer we'll make a spot on the trailer because bj was coming from california to my house to spend a week or two which always turned into a month or two by the way <laughs> yeah. uh but that was all good but yeah we're rolling down the road and, and Susie, uh who's like a traveling partner of mine and she's on a twin cam and yeah i asked you just have to roll with her yeah. So we roll 90. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this guy's sitting in the cab with BJ looking over there going, my bike won't do 90 like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking back and forth at the, at the speedometer, you know. And, yeah, we rolled Oklahoma City like that. No shit. Oh, yeah. Now, the only person that passed us that day, and I do remember this distinctively, was Jack Shit. You know, Jack everybody knows shit. Jack Shit. Right? I don't know Jack Shit. He's one of these MC guys that goes around to all these events and stuff. Okay. He's hooked up with uh, uh, Horse Magazine or back in the. He's at Daytona MC and stuff all the time. Really? Jack Shit. Okay, he lives I in Arizona. Uh, he come flying by us that day. He's the only one. What and was he, he on? He was on a late model bike of some kind, you know. And he, uh, but uh, I remember seeing him later in one of these other stops or whatever. I forget. And. Uh, he says, oh, yeah, I got a ticket out there going on, going 100 that day. Yeah. I said, thank you, because we didn't get a ticket, you yeah. know? <laughs> no, that was, uh, no, that was, uh, who and that was, was this, who did, so, who did you meet at the smoke app from around here? Oh, uh, Jesse Law. Jesse Law. Jesse Law, and, oh, who's the boy down in San Antonio as a school teacher? He's making these little circuit breaker holders and stuff now. Uh, really young, great young man. man I'm, Collins? No, he's a friend of that Conrad guy. Or call it, uh, man, I'm sorry, I was just brain dead. Uh -huh. Was that before just kickers when you went to that event, or was that after? Probably before. Before. Could be. I I, I don't know. Time rumble. 
You know, there was a time around here where the only events that happened were a thousand miles away. There yeah. was just nothing here. And then they started doing this Republic of Texas, the rot thing. And the first couple of years of rot was kind of fun because there was, some, you know, there was a, if there was a bike around, it showed up. Mm -hmm. You know, but there was sure a whole lot of black fat boys. Yeah. You know, that was just what you saw down there. And a whole lot of nudity and craziness and partying. I mean, some of that was fun, but it just got crazy, so I quit going to that. That's pretty wild, dude. Oh, man, yeah. it's, everybody's got to go once, I guess. That's for but, real, you do got to go once. Yeah, but uh, that circus was over, and then they had the, the Lone Star Rally started in Galveston. Yep. First two years of that was awesome. No shit. Over the top. Oh, yeah, police didn't do nothing. We were drag racers from red light to red light down on the uh, seawall, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. We had all kinds of fun. No uh, shit. I mean, they would slow you down a little bit, but yeah. I Just mean, wave their hand at you? The Strand, there's people doing burnouts, you know. So, but then after that, it's like anything. The first couple of years is fun. Then it's, dude. Yeah. So that's Did all. Did you ever go to the, uh, what is it, the chili cook-off out there in Terlingua? No. I've never been a, never was a fan of that. No? No. I mean, I'd like to. I mean, I just. It's not a motorcycle thing, you know. I, I hear there's a pretty good motorcycle presence Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of guys from Dallas that do go out there. In fact, I got a good friend who lives right out here in your neighborhood somewhere that goes, he goes out there all the time, rides a dual sport. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to go out there and do and that. And you know, those vice grip boys, Brian and those guys, they go take, take a trip down through there every yeah, year, too. Yeah, they do, too. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind doing that. It's fucking beautiful out there. But from there. here, there's a... There ain't nothing. Well, you might, as well, go on, you might as well go on to California and see your other buddies because yeah. you're halfway <laughs> you're there. You're almost there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing about Texas. It's always been tough to go somewhere, especially go west. You know, we'd go to Red River to, you know, that, that event once a year. Yeah, when's the last time you went to that one? Oh, five, ten years. Yeah. They shut it down. You know, they, the, 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 the law would come in there at 10 o'clock at night and like close the bar down early and shit because, you know, they said, oh, the, the bandito problem. It was never the bandito problem. Mm -hmm. it, it's the locals to come in there and get drunk. Yeah, and we talked it. about that. Well, and after, was so, I went the first year after Waco. <clears throat> And they were just they locked it down. Oh man, it was there was more cops there than there were fucking twin cams. Yeah, you know? well, not, this was before all that for sure. But we were there the last time I was there. I mean, so the uh, last time you were there was before Waco. Yeah, and they, they were shutting it or locking it down. Yeah, right matter of fact, too. Big Greg out of Houston. Yeah, uh, Big Greg was there. No way. I pulled it. Yeah, he has somebody in front. We pulled into town. I saw Big Greg. He says, "Come over and have a beer." Well, we were over there, but I mean, it was that night. It was like ten thirty. The, the the state officials come in and just closed everything up, both bars. You know, there's only two bars there, one right you know across the street. That's it, Mother Love and the Bull of the Woods. Yeah, and they just shut them down. And I asked one of those state troopers. I said, "Yo, what's the deal?" I said, "Most of these guys are like, you know, they're my age and they're they're vets. You know, I mean, they're here just they're not here to cause problems. That you know, it's not them. It's your local drunks. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I said that's who you just hauled out of here with a local drunk. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it, not even locals." It's the fucking well, the people from 60 miles away. Yeah, the next town over, they come just to, to see it. Yeah. And then when they come see it, they get drunk. and yeah. yeah. The bikers ain't causing no trouble. No. But no, we rolled out of there one time. I just went out of town like three miles, went around a the corner. There's a breathalyzer, you know, on, on a motorcycle. A guy pull, I mean, you pull up and stop it in the street, you, you know, walks over. That'll stick, fucking ruin any of it. Sticks your nose in your face, you know. And I mean, was I a drinker back in them days? Yeah, but, you know, that... That just pissed me off. I wasn't drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. in New Mexico, there are drugs at 10 o'clock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they luckily, they've laid off that a lot the past. So the first couple of years after the Waco, it was 
it wasn't even right. You know, well, there's that's more like uniforms. But now they've kind of chilled out. The, the banditos just quit going. The cops have gotten, you know, yeah. as lenient as ever. You know, I got the first year I went, I got pulled over. Just coming into town, I pulled my sunglasses off. You know, pull over on the side of the road. They wrote me fucking tickets. Yeah, I'm like, for no life protection. Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. Well, see, that's the deal about Sturgis, Daytona, all the big events back in the day. I mean, they would write you a violation for anything. Yeah. I quit going to, I guess the last time I was in Sturgis was in 03. No shit. Yeah. I went several times before that, but no, 03 was it for me. I uh, I guess three or four dead people, you know, the first day we go out riding, you know, there's like an accident here. You know, leaving Sturgis, going to Deadwood, there's a tunnel. You know, somebody creamed somebody head on in there. You know, go down a little bit past Deadwood. Here's another wreck. We got over towards one of the parks. You know, there's another wreck. And I'm like, no. You know, people run off the side of the road because they don't. They blow the turns. Yeah. I remember my first well, trip. Well, there's a lot of new riders up there. They get a bike and they show up at Sturgis. Well, without... my first trip to Sturgis, an old timer told me, he says, whatever you do, just stay left. Just keep left. Because they're going to blow the turns. Just be aware. You know, he's just, he says, just watch the turns, you know. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what happens. They get up there and they're, you know, they're starry-eyed. They're looking at all the beauty and not watching the road. Or they're amateurs, like you say, with a little liquor in them. Oh, yeah. With now, a lot of confidence. Now, what happened in 2003, one of the things I noticed a lot of, there's people like myself that are over 50. Now they got money. They got time. Sure, go have some fun. But, you know, they're, they're overdoing it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, don't, they can't drink a case of beer no more. Well, and that riding up there, that's not for amateurs. No, no, no. I mean, no. there's fucking curves. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, yeah. elevation changes. It's deceiving. A lot of And elements. there's a lot of beautiful things to look at while yeah. you're needing to yeah. be paying attention to the road. Yeah, it's, 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 there's a lot of bad elements for uh, weekend warriors. Yeah, there's I call a lot them. of great elements unless you're a weekend warrior <laughs> and experienced. I call those the, you know, there's motorcycle people and then there's the other motorcycle people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people of all kinds that like to ride. They ride, they appreciate it. They, they, they experience a variety of riding. You know, they enjoy the riding. Yeah. Me, I like the riding and I like working on them. You know, but uh, yeah, there is those other motorcycle people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they, you know, I hate to hate on them too no, much because they work no. all year long to where they can go and, <coughs> and you know, twist off for a week in Sturgis. And yeah. most of the time they got great attitude and, uh, you know, they're bearable. But, that's but they are a hazard. That you know, that's one of the reasons like just kickers was a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it just there are there, there needs to be events for just kind of that thing. Absolutely. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, now and events are trying to replicate that kind of thing all over the country. They're yeah. like, how do we get to that? You know, how do we get that homegrown feel to our event that we're pumping thousands of dollars into? It's like, ah, well, you know, like, <laughs> you know. And I have people hit me up quite a bit about wanting to throw an event, what they can do to bring people here, blah blah. blah. I'm yeah. like. I mean, the real events, you know, are going to start with your buddies. You know, just talk to the people around you and go do something. It's either going to grow into something or it's not, you know. But regardless, you're going to have fun doing it. You know, you do it most, for the right reasons. One of the most fun things, and, and this is, I'm telling you, you know, I keep talking about the young guys because I am not the young guy anymore. <laughs> but, and, and, I, and I tell you, and this comes from Stanley Miller, okay? You know, there, a lot of people know Stanley, but... Oh, yeah. Stanley, of all people, and this is back when... I'm still not green. I don't know shit about the internet, right? And especially social media. Stanley calls me up one day, and he says, I got this thing we need to go check out. I said, what? He says, it's called the River Run. 
And I said, okay, that sounds fun. Where is it? What's it about? He says, all these young guys are calling it the River Run, and they're going to meet down, you know, New Brunswick. Uh, I said, well, that's cool. How'd you hear about that? He says, a blog. I said, Stanley, what the, what the fuck is a blog? <laughs> I don't know what a blog is. <laughs> He's like, I'm I was trying some to... guy named Chemical Candy or, or Paint Buckets Express. <laughs> no, I was just wanting to forget the information because, you know, I, I, I trust You didn't Stanley. want to just rely on Stanley? Yeah, I wanted to know where it was and when it was. And, you know, anyway, I got to look at it out. But, you know, that thing went on for a few years and it kind of got a little bigger and a little bigger, but it only got so big and it was kind of cool. Yeah. But, you know, it's a hassle to keep doing things, cost and people putting it together. It's just like... It's like anything you do, it's a, there has to be workers, worker bees, you know. Yeah, when they get and, to that size. Yeah. And those guys did it and did it for a few years. Everybody tried to help, you know. But uh, like you say, those, those are the fun things. Those are the great things to do. Yeah, catching them early. Yep, yep. Yeah, because they grow. I did one event. Well, it either grows, it either becomes something you don't want it to be or it becomes, you know, either it, it's too big or not big enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's really no in between. It just depends on what you, why you started it to begin with, you yeah. know? Yeah, And I, most of the ones that get started for the right reasons grow to a point where it's too much, you know? Like, well, I, I've told a couple of people since this kicker's kind of quit, I've told a couple of people, you know, do something with it if you want to, you know, and, and uh, it didn't happen the first time. And then now this time, you know, Oliver and them, we had one at the end of the year. Uh, wasn't good weather. Wasn't, we didn't promo it or whatever. And I don't know what will happen now from here on out. I'm kind of real, really excited about the born free thing, though. I think everybody needs to get excited about that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's quite honorable for Texas to have. They released dates yet? Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's like October twenty second, twenty third. There's been an Instagram post on it. Yeah. All right. Did you just go public? Did we just break the news to everybody? I've been trying no, no, to keep no. it. No, no, no. Go to IG. Go to Born Free IG. No. Yeah. No way. They got the dates out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I think you just broke the news. No, no, no. I think no. you just broke the news everybody's been waiting on, dude. <laughs> no, no, You no, did. No. I've been trying to keep quiet. <laughs> it's posted. Born Free Texas. It's coming. No details to share. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, it's published. It's been published with a date. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, uh, you you're getting your text messages confused with public yeah. knowledge. No, I don't think so. Anyways, I'm excited about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I am. I mean, I uh, I was gonna go out and run the track. I want to be, I'm gonna run that track as many times as possible. Hopefully, we can get a good a good race circuit. You know, or a good a good race going out there. The track's amazing. The facility's amazing. It's way better than what they got going on out there in California. Us, we're going to be able to camp there. As, as far as the facility, there's yeah. no comparison. The facility uh, is. It's it, it, all over them. The, the Yellow Rose is just an awesome place to have anything, and uh, it, yeah, it's ten to one better than or a hundred to one better than that site in California. But it's going to be very difficult to rep. I mean, the attendance. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. You're, you're never. I don't know that you'll ever pull off that. That many that that chopper scene, uh, you know. Here, there's just. I do think you'll get people more people coming from the east, maybe to it because it's going to be closer. But at the same time, anybody wanted to, anybody that's enthused about choppers has been to Born Free in California and going to go back. Yeah. Uh, including myself. I mean, it's just it's, there's nothing like it. I will never forget the first entry there. I 
I didn't go to the, one of the first couple, but the first one they had at that facility there, Silverado Canyon now. Mm -hmm. When we rode in there that day, it was so weird. Because uh, when we rode into this place, it was like they were directing people this way or that way, you know, right or left. And I'm like, what are they doing? How do they do it? I didn't want to, you know, you show up with six guys, you don't want to get separated. So I'm like, how are we going to deal with this when they go this way and this way, you know? So I'm trying to think and plan ahead. And then I thought, oh, shit, I see what they're doing. Yeah, you saw who was getting shifted where. We're all going this way. Ain't no need to worry. Yeah. And then we pulled into this field, and I put the kickstand down, and I looked right, I looked left, and as far as I could see was generator cases. No fucking I'd way. never seen shit like that in my fucking life. That's so awesome. I mean, I walk up to the next row of bikes, generator cases left, generator I just never seen that much in one place. Phenomenal. That's awesome. Never in my life. It's, and I don't know if you'll ever see that again. I just no, don't. I don't know. It, yeah. You know, so I was thinking about things to do for the... I mean, for, if there's one thing I wish they'd have never changed, was that. Now, I'm sure it's hard as, it'd be hard as hell to pull it off with the crowd they got now. But no, fucking That me. was the coolest fucking thing to just see. You know, if you can't park here if you don't have a generator case. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe we should do that. <laughs> now, I've been thinking of like what I can bring to the table to like you know to do something rad for for Born Free Texas. Uh, and uh, well, I, you know, I, you know, I don't know. This here's what, here, I got an idea. This is this is what I'm this is what I'm working on right now. Is having like a ride-in bike show for people that ride there. You know, like literally, like throw a party for them. You know, gather a bunch of free shit to give them. You know, for riding their choppers. You know, every kickstart bike that comes in, loaded down. You know, here's my opinion about all this shit, Dan. I, I, I have never been in the business of events. I've never been in the business of working on motorcycles. I've only been in motorcycles for the enthusiasm. And all I've ever wanted to do, and, get, and I've been involved in too much shit, I get myself involved because I volunteer myself a lot of times. I'm willing to help anybody promote this shit, you know. So and I think, to me, it's like more the merrier. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can keep the, uh, I don't know, everybody's got a, everybody's got responsibilities, liabilities, and things to worry about in a business, you know, so you start mixing business and people helping, I mean, it's kind of weird sometimes, but those guys, I got to tell you, go to those guys with a good idea and talk to them. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to. You know, it's just like the AMCA, they, they involved the AMCA in Born Free in California, you know. The, the guy that was the chapter president out there for some, you know, this group, uh, you know, it's like they would like for us probably to be involved with the board for here in Texas in mm -hmm. some capacity, which, hey, it's supported all, man. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's what I think I want to do. Yeah, those, those guys, those guys. had a ride-in bike party for well, the people that ride their You know, Oliver and, and Oliver and and the Born Free guys are the greatest mix I've seen in a long time. As far as the guys that will make things happen, I, I, those guys are great. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like Audra says about Oliver. You know, he's just a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> and a 50-something-year-old body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have fun, and he's going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, what I know about the other group and Grant, uh, you know, I've talked to him several times. I mean, this is going to be a – it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. It's yeah, going to be fun. To. But before that, we got the Fandango. Well, that's another deal. That's another deal. <laughs> and that's coming up rather if, quick, dude. If we're going to talk about anything, I guess we need to talk about Fandango. Oh, we do need to talk about the Fandango. Yeah. 
I, uh, one of my buddies hit me up today. He was like, are you guys going to do the chopper drags? I'm like, well, fuck yeah, we're going to do the chopper drags. Can I build you guys a trophy? And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, you can build a fucking trophy, dude. <laughs> oh, like, absolutely, we're going to do chopper drags. Yeah, here again, anything and everything is just, just uh, you know, it's got, we have rules and regulations we got to follow. We got an event plan. Yeah, it's a bad thing about it. If we could just go do what we wanted to, we probably wouldn't hurt nobody, but they, for some reason, they just don't trust us. No. <laughs> I don't blame them. I really don't. No. The chopper drags are a full-blown go, and uh, I think we'll have a lot more participation this year. Yeah. And I'm going to run a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket, so there's more racing. Nice. You know, you don't just run and gun and get gone. You know, at least you got another opportunity, so there's, we'll run a winner's and a loser's bracket. There'll be some decent awards, I'm sure, and we'll run for the money. You know, $10, I mean, if you think about how many people we get, if it, it's... It stacked up last year. The that was kind of out of the ass, you know? I think with... A, the jackpot gets pretty... Can get pretty healthy, yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, it's, and we got the same location right in front of the crowd, and, you know, and I still hear it all the time. They'll, they'll, everybody just thought that was the greatest thing in the world. It was. Entertaining. It was. You know? <laughs> Like, I never thought mini bikes would be fun to watch, but they are too. Yeah. It's crazy. But the drag races, uh, we, we, we do have to kind of follow. You know, we kind of got a little footloose fancy free last year, but we got to make people wear helmets and <laughs> keep their clothes on, you know. <laughs> keep their clothes on? Oh, yeah, the starter chick. You know, it's the first thing she says, she's ready to shuck her top and flag. Oh, man. <laughs> That's cool, but we are at the. Family fairgrounds. Yeah, it is a family event. It's a family event, and it's 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 a it's a way to encourage young people. Mm -hmm. It really is. But no, the drag races will be killer. Yeah. And uh, the AMCA guys, you know, uh, I feel sorry for them. You feel sorry for them? Yeah, because they're fucking gonna get overrun with choppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I mean, the time of the year, the area. The lack of other events <laughs> happening that time of year now, it's just like, I saw it coming last year. I called up Greg at one point. I'm like, you do realize what could happen. Like, there's a potential. If that party from Giddy Up last year shows up at this event this year, you know, it's going to be fucking rowdy, dude. And uh, uh. it was a lot. It wasn't the same, but it was still a big-ass party. And everybody... Had so much fucking fun. You know, that's the other thing, too. These people have, you know, it's like the AMCA group. And... Greg being a somewhat conservative sort of fellow, not against partying or nothing. He like he had a chopper. Hell, he had a Triumph chopper. Oh, he gets it, yeah. I mean, he's an antique motorcycle guy. Uh, but here's the deal. Uh, we had no complaints. We had no complaints. Even the fairgrounds complimented the chopper guys, specifically the chopper guys, for taking care of the property, cleaning up. I mean, noise is noise. You want to have, I mean, it gets loud at night, you know, but you at least respect the conditions. Yeah. You know, and there was no complaints. But yeah, uh, yeah I warned these, I told everybody if the sun shines, we're going to get overrun. <laughs> and that's what happened last year. We didn't get overrun, but yeah, we had a hell of a turnout. Yeah. Uh, much more than everybody expected. And I, 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 you know, I'm no guru, but I knew it was going to happen. Same thing this year. This country's been locked down. This country's been looking for shit to do. If the sun shines in Hill Country here in about three weeks, which I've got the extended forecast looks damn good. It looks real good, <laughs> dude. It looks so, I mean, it looks camping weather perfect. I mean. And, and once again, it's, it's kind of like that deal we were talking earlier where California, they got 17 acres and Oliver's got 170 acres. 
We we got so much room to grow down there. Mm-hmm. We're never going to get. We won't get overrun. Yeah. City of Fredericksburg is a hundred percent behind us. You know, because uh, we're a nonprofit, so we, everything goes back. I forget now. Well, we've already made arrangements to give like twenty thousand here and there. I don't know. It's it's, it's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, the events well. Uh, yeah, and the chopper drags going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and the chopper show. Was great last year. Just think about the shit that shows up, man. Yeah. It's it's incredible. You know, I, from what I've seen when I moved to Texas and what I see now, it's it's not California, but it's getting damn close. There's some talent here. There really is. Yeah. There really is. There's a lot of people that are coming in, too, from yeah. out of town. Well, ever you know, I hate to say it, but Texas is a great place to live. I, you know. <laughs> I hate for you to say that, too, on this platform here. I've been telling everybody the opposite. They're not yeah, listening. Ta- taxes are high. And, uh, the cows shit too close to the house. They, you well, know? they do do that here. No, no, no. That's just the deal, man. It's uh, Yeah, look forward to Fandango being a good one. Yeah. Well, and the swap meet. You know, we, were, we, we, we really were quality vendors. Dude, there was some sick shit out there yeah, last they, year. They, and the past we'll, two years. Yeah. Or I guess the, did we miss a year? The first year there was a ton of chopper yeah. shit. No, no, this 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 group of vendors that we had, you know, they're all coming back, yeah. and and we've had, you know, more more uh, more people that have. Uh, well, we, we just got a lot of fresh blood too. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I don't. I don't want. I don't. I just know the numbers are incredible already. No shit. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna have. <laughs> I, I don't think we have any spaces left with our design. Really? Yeah. But so everything underneath is sold. Everything oh yeah, outside yeah. is sold. Oh yeah. Everything inside. And that fenced area and all of that right there. There might be just a little bit left over there behind that chopper corral area. That's all that I. The, everything else is full. With, with the stuff that we added this year. You know. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be set up at the corral. Yeah. Is your bike ready to go? Yeah. You already done all your winter maintenance. <laughs> it's spring ready. Yeah. <clears throat> I. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm real happy with that. So, I spent the last few weekends messing with that thing. Some. So. So how's it not having the JD anymore? How long uh, did you have that bike? Oh man, I forget when I built that thing. Because I think I mean when I met you, that was, you had it. So. Yeah. I think I met you four or five years ago. You know, yeah, I had it. I mean, yeah, that bike was built. There again, just brain dead on that shit. Yeah. Uh, Because uh, I think you did a re- you were having it repainted when I first met you. You know, Jim okay, had taken yeah. it apart no, and it been together. It had been together two or three years before that. Yeah. And... Uh, I want to say the first or second hand build show was when uh, oh, no we, shit. when we finished it. Yeah, Scott. Because what, it was blue yeah. before that? Yeah. Yeah, Scott, Jim, and myself built three motorcycles over at Jim's shop. The, the green bike that Scott had uh, was the last one to get finished. But that bike and then Lucifer, that blue uh, pan shovel that Jim has, and the JD were all built at the same time. Okay. In the coldest fucking winter. (laughs) Now, how did you fucking meet those two guys? Uh, 
Jim, I met through a young man who's over here in Fort Worth, is my plumber, does my plumbing work. Uh, okay. Mike Craiger, him and Jim and that group. That's how I met Chaz, all that Fort Worth bunch. I met all that through Mike Craiger. He was okay, the first he's one. he's the plumber. Yeah, Mike had built a bike, and it was on the Cycle Source the magazine. Uh, and he's a very talented young man, too. But that's how I met Jim and that bunch of over here. Uh, but that's uh, that's been 10, 12 years, 14 years ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then what, Scott? You just like well, Scott, ran into Scott's him. another story. <laughs> Scott is another story. Scott is another story. Scott, Scott and his uh, uh, other half of the time was uh, they had moved from Austin to Dallas. Okay. I had met Scott at a bike show that oh uh, Busimi and Jackson and uh, Bacon had put on down in Austin. I rode. Was it the Bacon Bass? No, it was before the bacon bass. It was in a, I want to say it was in some kind of a bingo park parlor house or something. I, it was an empty building down there on 35. It was about the same time as ROT. Okay. And uh, maybe it was the same R. But anyway, I rode down there just to check out this bike show. And I met Scott then. And then a year or so after that, or maybe two, Scott had moved to Dallas. And I was at Stroker's one Sunday. And I was on a, that... I had that big inch flathead that I'd built, and it's in primer, red primer. And uh, I pulled into Stokers down there, and Scott come across the parking lot. He said, "Man, I, I want to paint that thing." <laughs> I said, "Man, I don't spend money on paint. I buy parts." <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, "I really don't spend yeah, money I on paint." I appreciate it, but no. And uh, he says, "Oh, come on, man! I want to paint that thing." And we got to talking and we, you know, when I realized he was like a chopper guy, it wasn't just like those other folks, right, at Strokers. And his wife was hot as hell, you know. And I was like, oh, we started talking. I, uh, I decided. Yeah, maybe there's a future here. Yeah, I think. Uh, but he just kept on, kept on, kept on. So finally one day I just pulled the tins off and said, here, paint it. You know. And from there on he painted everything I ever had. You know. And uh, that's the story about the JD is another little funny story. Uh, he says, what color do you like? I said, well, I've always been kind of a, I like, I, I, maybe I like to have a blue bike. Well, the JD comes back blue and, you know, a cream color white or whatever. I mean, it was cool looking paint. A lot of people loved the paint with the smoke in it and all that. I right. just, I never liked it. I never said nothing to nobody because you don't want to be a, <laughs> you don't want to be a horse's ass, right? Yeah. Well, Jim and I went to an AMCA run up in Oklahoma several years after the bike had been together and this is probably what I, you're talking about when I met you in the bike because it's got painted again. But Jim and I went on an AMCA run, so we threw that JD in, the, in, the, in Jim's van and one of his bikes, the flathead, in the van. And we went to that run. And well, coming back from that run, we got talking about the JD and the color of the paint. And, you know, and Jim says, you know, Scott never likes it. Scott doesn't like that paint. He's all, he wants to paint that bike again. And I said, yeah, I think I, he, I heard something about it. And, uh, or maybe... And he said, you know, and to be honest with you, I said, y'all let him do it. I, don't, I, don't, I never much liked it either. <laughs> and I said, well, gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> be real honest, I never liked it either. Yeah. <laughs> we came straight home, unloaded that fucking bike at Jim's, tore it apart, took, took the tennis to Scott. I think maybe a week later, <laughs> two yeah. weeks later. He hammered it out quick. Oh, yeah, everybody else is pissed off. All the board free guys are waiting on their paint and shit. <laughs>
awesome. But that's the story of the JD paint. That's fucking Nobody awesome. Yeah, he did the frame it. too. That was all black. There's flames all over that yeah. whole motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just one of those things he wanted to do real bad. And well, I'm it, glad I got to ride with you down there in the hill country before that thing disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good run. What that was the uh, the first Fandango. Remember we went and did the, oh yeah the, the days road after run after that great that time. That was fucking sweet, man. We got to do a couple, at least a day or two of that this time too. Dude, I mean the riding down there, you can't beat it. Yeah, you just have to do it during the week when everybody else has gone home. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, we rented. We I got an RV being parked at the Fandango grounds. Oh, okay. So that way my wife and kids have got a shitter. They yeah. said I can't use the shower in it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh no. Whatever. But yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a trailer down there. But I was thinking about going right back down to Kerrville after yeah. the weekend was over. Yeah, I'm sure it's just kind of natural. Everybody does it. Yeah. You uh, so you going to any other road runs this year? Uh you know, I talked to Greg and and Victor. They're going to Wisconsin. It's like right after Davenport. Really? Uh, I don't know if I want to do that one. Uh, but uh, there's a deal in Kentucky too. Nashville, I think, is having a run. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to hit one of the. There's four national runs. I want to try to make one of them. Yeah, I'd like to make one of them as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, maybe we can hook up for one of them. Yeah, I think I screwed my fucking Labor Day weekend off, and. Uh, well, that's. Yeah. That's Davenport, right? Yeah. Well, it's after it's after Davenport's when they have the run. Yeah, my. I think my calendar is pretty much fried till November. I got a couple. Couple oh, of things yeah. here and You're there. You're going out of the country again. Going out of the, yeah, I'm going down in the, so after the Fandango, I jump on the, that Pan America and ride straight into Mexico. Yeah. Doing a race from Austin down to Oaxaca called the Mezcal Moto Rally. And then I'm going to go, go up the coast and go back down to Copper Canyon where me and Kickstart Mike went a couple years ago, but I'm going to go in the back way down the dirt roads. And then, yeah, we're going back to Nepal in November and riding the Himalayas again. <laughs> If that whole fucking place doesn't break out World War Three over there first, <laughs> who knows what's happening? Tra- traveling in this world, just just nothing's concrete anymore, dude. I don't you know. You gotta yeah. be, you gotta be real fluid and be able to adjust. <laughs> you just gotta be. I, you know, I'm not like antique that old, but I gotta tell you, I'm just so happy I am old. <laughs> What does that mean, dude? It just means that I've been fortunate enough to have some of the good fucking times without all the damn restrictions. Now, you've been to Mexico a couple times. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that. You know, i got to tell you something. Nick would be bummed if I didn't bring this up. So before, so last year at the Fandango, uh, that was the weekend before we did the Desperado run, right? So Nick came down, and I had my chopper, and I was like, you know, Kirk, look at these choppers, man. We're fixing riding to Mexico. Is there anything you see? You're like, oh, you need to fucking safety wire everything. Everything. You need to fucking put safety wire in that gas cap, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. You know, not that I was I was ignoring what you were saying, but, you know, I definitely didn't go home and put safety wire on the things I should have. But let me tell you what. I lost that fucking gas cap one morning. What's funny is I'm riding behind one of the guys going, man, that bike's leaking fucking oil, dude. I mean, leaking gas because there is... There's just gas all, I can just smell gas everywhere. Little did I know I had lost my gas cap and I just dumped it all over my lap. But if it wouldn't have been for losing that gas cap, I would not have met this guy right here, old Ruli down in uh, Mazatlan. Oh, He's got yeah, a motorcycle yeah. shop. He put a gas cap right in my chopper. 
And uh, <laughs> it was awesome, dude. That trip was so fucking good. I, uh, yeah, I, I think I, you posted something about this. Oh, on yeah, IG, yeah, yeah. He was a trip, man. He, uh, what a wild guy. He's got like a fucking, a Texas, what is it, iron horse chopper that was built here in Fort Worth <laughs> with a fucking 136 inch S&S, you know. <laughs> he was pretty funny, but that was a good trip. Where did you guys used to go when you'd run down there? We just run south, down in the Bajas, back in the day. Oh, when you were in California? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. As a young man. The fucking, that place is beautiful. It's yeah. amazing how, I don't know, when I well, saw... Well, you got to understand, that's the, first, that's the first place you're legal to ride, too. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you don't have to have a driver's license down there. No shit. Back See, in those days, you just, you just, you, it, was, it was legal. <laughs> did you ever do, like, the Bajas or anything, or go down when no, they no, were no, racing? No, 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 never did the racing down there, No, no. Just the, just the riding and the fun, yeah. Dude, there's a lot of fun down there. Yeah. It was deceiving. You know, like you see it on a map, and I think, that, oh, I'm going to be able to see the ocean and the sea from one spot, you know? And well, the, you there's know. There's fucking mountains and cactus, and it's. I guess if you're a crazy young man in California, and you grow up, the first thing you want to fucking do is go to the ocean or go to the mountains, you know, which is beautiful. you got to meet the way. But the, one, the, other, the other thing you want to do just go go to Mexico. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just like you get to Mexico, why you want to stop? <laughs> because you can't ride up and down a beach in California. They outlaw that shit. Really? Even back in the day, I mean, they've always been very protective. It wasn't as bad as it is now, but I mean, they're always been protective. Yeah. It, I guess the first trouble I got into on a motorcycle was in the and the foothills or in the mountains. You know, because I could leave where I lived in the valley and ride due east about 30 miles and be a, get up into the evergreen type shit. Oh, the elevation. Beautiful over there. But you can't ride up there legally. You know, you have spark arresters and all that kind of shit. So oh, you get, yeah. yeah, you get in trouble for like something like that's a lot of fun, but it's got to be equipped for it, you know. The restrictions out there got pretty well, that makes crazy. Sense. The when I moved to Texas, when I moved to Texas, that was one thing I did enjoy. It was you could ride anywhere, no restrictions. No shit. Oh yeah, there wasn't no like spark arrester shit and all that. It, oh yeah. Yeah, it just blow and go. You know, in core engineer land, shit, when I realized, when I learned what that was. Don't tell anybody. There's no <laughs> public land in Texas. <laughs> Nobody will. <laughs> Where were you going, up to the one north of town here? No, when, I, when, my, wife, when my wife and I, when we, when we first got married, I, I bought a home when I was 20, 20, almost 21 years old, I guess. I bought my first home, and we bought up in uh, the colony, Texas, which is, right there at Lake Louisville or Old Lake Dallas or whatever. And Corps Engineers owns everything around that thing. Okay. You know, and, and all those little towns around there, you know, they're the only ones that could pop you if we're riding a dirt bike. So, I don't know. I used to get up on, I had some buddies that we'd come out to my house and we'd get up on Sunday morning and ride all the way around Lake Louisville. No shit. Yeah, up around towards Denton, all that way, all those fingers, all the way around the son of a bitch. The only place we had to worry about was over at Lake Dallas itself, the city of Lake Dallas. And then once you got past Lake Dallas, there was just a little bit of Louisville. You know, you had to haul ass through. But you didn't have to get in the city. You could, you know, starting at the colony, you could go all the way, like Little Elm. and That's fucking sweet. All of that, you know, there was no, you know, but it's all Corps of Engineers land. You might have to jump up on a road to get over a bridge, you know, with a feeder creek or something. But, yeah, we that's how we, that's what we used to do on Sunday for entertainment, is ride dirt bikes all the way around that Sunday. Now, did you ever race dirt bikes? No. no. I mean, you tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I race them? Yeah, I tried. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's another event in my life I thought, yeah, I've always been pretty agile and pretty healthy, I thought, you know. But I went to I went to East Texas and I met this guy 
And I was looking for some parts to re. I was restoring a, a bull taco that I found. Okay. I'm driving around one day and I find this bull taco and I thought, man, I used to ride the shit out of these. I love them. And it was in a corner of a garage, all tore apart. So I, the guy said, "What are you gonna do with that?" He says, "I." His wife. I said, "Well, you want to sell it?" He said, "Yeah, I don't think it. I don't even know if it's all there." Anyway, I think I gave him fifty bucks for it. Loaded it up, took it home. It was almost all there. Nice. Didn't like much, but there was a guy in East Texas had parts. So I go out there and I meet this guy, and Jessup, Gerald Jessup's his name, and he's an old pro racer. I think he was a Harley rider. His son's still out there, but he had barns full of parts and shit. No shit. And he had everything I had for that that little taco. He had what I had. And anyway, but before I left there that day, I ended up buying another one from him. <laughs> <laughs> so I come home with a bull taco that I needed a little bit of work. And then I had his bull taco, uh, parts that I put on the one that I bought for 50 bucks. And he said, well, you need to talk to my son. He says, you know, they have vintage races. And uh, he said- Around the know, Metroplex? It's out east. Okay. Uh, and it still happens, I think, but anyway, the guy says, you know, he says, well, you know, you could, these bikes, they got different classes. He said, these bikes will fit this class. And then he said, you're, how old are you? And, he's, and, uh, and he said, well, you could ride the over 40 right yeah, class. They got a class just for you. And I said, well, yeah, I could ride the over 40 class, or I think I could ride the over 50 class. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me, and he said, well, shit, that's even better. He says, 50-year-old bike on a 50-year-old class. So I said, I don't, think, anyway, I don't think the bikes were 50. But anyway, maybe it was over 40 on a 40-year-old class. But I thought, yeah, that might be fun. So, I mean, I worked on these bikes, you know, me. I like to tinker around with them, load them up, go out there, you know, to practice, right? And this is fun. Maybe I'll try this. Dude, them motherfuckers, they ain't never quit riding. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the experience I've seen, dude. They're dead fit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking, and you know what will hurt you on a motorcycle or a set of skis or anything, man? Not fatigue. Not sure of yourself? Fatigue. Oh, fatigue, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got big balls. You can go all you I've always had to want to, you know. It's just that fatigue will get your ass. Yeah, real quick, man. Yeah. Especially riding on the dirt with all that terrain, arm pump, you know. Yeah. Then you get a little bit tired. Yeah. That's when you crash. That's exactly when you crash. Yeah. So That's what I've been working on a lot lately yeah. is trying to get more in shape on the riding my dirt bike a lot more. Oh, that's a, that's a must. Yeah, doing single track where it's just like, a couple of my friends I've taken out there, they're like, this isn't even that much fun, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm doing this because it is fun and it's a workout, you know? Like, yeah. When my arms don't work at the end of the day, that's, that's when I know it went No, well. when, I, when I had those bikes, it was just, you know, I got them because it was kicks. It was just fun. Yeah. Brought back some old memories when I was younger. Yeah. You know, when I was, I was probably 50. When I went to uh, the one show in Portland. But I had them hanging in my garage for the time. I had, so many, yeah, I had so many, yeah, I had so many, I had so many bikes in the garage, you know, I had to try to keep my, the one spot for my wife to park, but you know, I have two lifts in the garage and several bikes, I had bikes at my daughter's house, you know, I had bikes, I had bikes scattered around different places, you know, I had too many. Too many? I don't guess you can have too many, but no. you know. It's, it's hard a, to maintain them all though, especially when they're old vintage bikes. It's oh like, yeah, and you got to move one around to get the other one, or the battery's dead, or the insurance, or the tag's up, or whatever, yeah. I'm at a point now in my life where I got that 1040 coupe. That's it? That's it. Oh, I mean the 40 coupe and then you got your... I got my 67. The 67. Yeah. And that's the only motorcycle I think I've ever bought that did stayed all together. Really? You haven't done nothing? You haven't taken nothing off that thing? No, no, man. I added parts on it. You added parts to it? I added a crash guard to it, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I... Uh, you know, I always said if I ever owned a, a, you know, kind of a 
correct bike, I'd have to buy it, you know, already correct. because <laughs> yeah, you were going to add those pieces to it? You no, know, you know, my life's been, my, my life's been, in, in, you know, is with Harley's, I bought, early on, like my buddy I was telling you about, the, the biker dude. BJ? You, no, the other guy that, that, that worked for me. Okay. You know, we bought a couple shovel heads. Actually, I bought both these bikes. I went in and walked in and made a deal on these two shovel heads, and then we immediately tore them apart and made hot rods out of them. Uh, we didn't chop them or nothing, but we just made hot rods out of them. But uh, BJ, you know, that, that learning with B, BJ's kind of, he, he and I got along real good because basically what I used to do is buy motors. BJ had a lot of parts and shit. He would mingle up. So he wasn't one of those correct guys either. You know, yeah. he, he would ride a nice, he would run a late model front end on a knucklehead. It might be a real frame, a real motor, you know, but it's got a, you know, a nice. 39 millimeter. Yeah, or, nice yeah, front end on yeah. it because he rides it. Yeah. You know, but uh, no, I always bought motors, you know, built a bike around it. And I always tried to, that's, that JD was like the last one. I mean, what kind of motor do you want now, you know? You get a flathead, you get a shovel head, you get a fan head, you get a knucklehead, you know? You get a fucking JD. I, and I just, I watched that, uh, you know, Matt Walsker hammer the shit out of one. He was on one of those, uh, uh, what was it, Big Mountain Run or something, you know? We left. Uh, the no City. shit, he rode one of those to a Big Mountain Run? Yeah, we left the big, we left the uh, Wheel City Time and went somewhere to this camp or parking, this camp out deal over in, I think it was, it might have been in Kentucky, I forget where the Big Mountain Runs. First or second year, second year of it, maybe. I know they wouldn't let them come back. They had so much fun. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, oh. <laughs> Was that the puke fest? That's the puke and slide. <laughs> the puke and slide. <laughs> I told you about that. Oh, didn't I? my God. I don't remember. Please remind me. I vaguely remember. Oh, they got loaded, man. I don't know. They, they had this big plastic piece spread out there and. I don't know, somebody puked, and then somebody slipped, and then next thing you know, they're like running and sliding through it, and then they puke some more, and it just got, it got ridiculous. I can't believe it. And then some guy got up back. on a roof, some guy got up on the roof of this little building it was out in front of, you know, and he runs and j- jumps off the building and slides through it. It oh, was, Susie and I God. sit there and laughed our ass off. I mean, yeah. That's uh, that's the year I met Teach, Kevin. Okay. Yeah, Teach was at that run. We parked... We parked about, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 knuckleheads in a row out there and took a picture of them. No shit. Yeah, it was Teacher's birthday. Uh, I remember that. Cause that's, that's the then, teacher you were talking about. Yeah, that's the guy that teaches that chopper class up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Kevin Bass. Yeah. Super dude. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, we parked a bunch of knuckleheads, got pictures of those. You know, that's the thing about this shit, man. You travel all over the place. You meet people. That's one of the greatest guys, you know. He's just super dude. What he does, yeah. Not many people like that. No. I, you know, to have a to have a vocational type class and be a chopper class, shit. Pretty fucking cool. You know, I grew up in a small town. You know, farm town. We had an auto mechanics class. I mean, that's how I. I mean, that's pretty. That's where cool. you learn to ch- turn ridges and shit. Yeah. They put us in like teams of four. They made us tear like an old motor apart and put it back together. We didn't fix shit. We just learned how to take it apart and put it together. Went to a wrecking yard and got a motor. Had to That's take it apart awesome. and put it together. Yeah. yeah. The shop teacher used to get shit built for him, though. <laughs> That's awesome. By the kids? Yeah. By the students? Yeah. Let's take yeah. this apart and we'll all figure it out together. Yeah, no, so we worked on some projects motor. all yeah. the time. It, some of them, a lot of them were like his hot rod projects. So this know? big mountain run, you guys are all on these knuckleheads, and you say, walk, was it Matt walks? Matt there? was, we left there, we camped out at the big, t- at the Wilson time that night, and then we all left and rode. 
We went by Dills Gap, and then we went to this park, and that's where we ended up, and that's where the party started, or that's where the camp out was. Lead Sled was uh, one of the promoters, you know, whatever. I think it was the same event. Anyway, yeah, Pat I, had the impaler bike with all the spikes sticking nah, out. This of was a—he just rolled in there with that big rig and all the music and noise. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> Pat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, sometimes I get my—they run together. But this particular event, the, the JD thing, Matt had rode this bike, you know, all that that all that day, and then was riding around the campground and just hammering it and having a ball on it. And I'm thinking that total loss thing, and I just started asking him some questions about it. You know, then I was convinced the damn things are okay. And I wasn't too worried about that total loss because, you know, I was going to build a chopper. I didn't have one of them pump tanks. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a way to oil. I mean, what, what is the oil consumption? And that's when I got to study it a little bit. And then I met John Newman, you know, who is that, you know, one of our chapter guys that lives in Flower Mound. He's a little so bit familiar with that I, stuff. I learned a little more about the motors and the oil consumption. And I thought, wow, what the shit? This chopper tank won't go but 60, 80 miles at the most. And in that much time... You know, you're not going to burn, you're not going to throw all the oil out of the case because they sling just like a, a, a lawnmower. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you just check that case oil, which is very easy, you just drain the son of a bitch and then put five ounces back in it. You know, That's it. Yeah, it's, it's like. So there was no dipstick or nothing. You would literally just drain all the oil. Yeah, you got a little plug in the case, you know, and it just, that's all it holds. Is it, you know, as, as it runs, it, it just, it's not really an oil pump, it's just a regulator, and it goes in and falls, the oil goes in, it falls and falls again, it just keeps oiling things, and then it slings like an oil, like a, around like a, a, a lawnmower would. That's what the flywheels are doing. The flywheels yeah. are throwing it on the bottom of the piston skirts. Right, and then the lost part of it is, a lot of it's just blown out by blow-by, you know, mm -hmm. uh, heat and combustion and, you know, just a blow-by, and then the rest of it's just, Supposed to go out on, you know, total Leaks loss. Leaks out the seals onto the chains. Yeah. And JD it. didn't have a, a, a dump. Like the, the VLs were positive losses. You would pump them and actually dump it. You could do it all, you know, manually. Really? The JD was just one of those deals that you, I guess, uh, well, the manuals just told you to get familiar with your motor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it wasn't, the, the, the total loss wasn't, it just, I, I lost the fear of that. Yeah. I figure I could build a damn chopper or build a bike and ride the son of a bitch and not have too much worries. Now, what cubic inch is that, J.D.? That was a 74. That was a 74 cubic yeah. inch. They're just lower compression. So what I was, I mean, I, so out in Daytona, Matt's running that in the hot 61 class, and that's a J.D. motor, Yeah, right? those are a little more compression and kind dude, of stroke. Those, those motherfuckers <laughs> were so hot, dude. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the flywheels and, yeah, those are... You know, they've done the works to them. You know, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they did, but I, I, I was just wondering, because those are 61 cubic inches, but yours was 74. Is that just because they have bigger cylinders or more stroke, or? It's just displacement. Just displacement. Yeah. So the head, like the combustion size. Yeah. You know, it's something that, in, you know, those cannonball guys, that's one thing I learned, too. You know, the first year after the cannonball, I kind of nosed around trying to figure out what people were doing, and you hear all the talk, and the guys that were riding those cannonball bikes that were doing 50 miles an hour, six, averaging 50 miles an hour. And so that's what they were doing, man. They were gearing them up and running them little hot motors, you know. That's true, and Osborne was making flywheels and shit for them, you know. Wow. Which, uh... What did yours have in it? Just stock stuff? Yeah, just stock stuff. Yeah. The only thing I had in mind that was different was uh, uh, the rockers and the, uh, the pistons. Okay. You know. You can put different pistons in them. And then you were running a four-speed ratchet top, right? Four-speed, yeah. That's because they had three speeds. 
So the gear ratios and all that, that's what helped it a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you would roll how fast on that thing? We were going fast as fuck. 60, 65 was. As fast no. as we needed to go. 60, you were going faster than 65. Yeah, but 60, 65 was easy, you know. It yeah. wasn't, that yeah. was maintainable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how. I mean, I don't think I went that much faster. I know they were, I got to tell you, though, I was I impressed. Don't know, man. I was impressed, and anybody that ever wrote it, you know, was, was impressed with the motors, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that little 45 has been blowing my mind. Yeah, well, they, yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I, those things have come around, man. About, I don't know, probably 12, 15 years ago, I went over here to, uh, what's this track over here, Crescent? Oh, the road track. Yeah, yeah. Crescent, yeah. They had a they had a AMA had a vintage class over there. Really? Yeah, it's been years ago, and I came over here and went to it, and I, that's the first time I'd ever heard any really hot forty fives. There were some guys from the East Coast from they were armor guys that were no down here from the shit. East Coast, and they, they kick they kick started one of those things over there, and I I was like, holy shit, what is that, man? And I listened to that thing, and I, I, it was the first time I heard a forty five sound like that. Mine sounds like a fucking shovel head. No, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Dude. But uh, yeah, the, the cams and them things, and the, the, yeah, but the machine work they're doing nowadays. Yeah, it's different than what they had back yeah. then. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean they fucking ground those cams down. They had custom lobes made. Just just trying to put you know wrap my head around pressing the lobe on the cam in the right spot, and then they're not even going to like, you know they've got their own custom timing on that cam lobe. You know like yes. it's not. You know, this is the high spot in the timing mark. It's like, oh, no, we're going to move it to here. And yeah. I mean, I still got some timing adjustments that I could play with to, like, it seems like every time I advance that thing, they're like, all right, when it starts pinging, bring it back. I'm like, dude, I just keep turning it forward, and it keeps going faster and faster. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they're, what they're worried about, you leaning and son of a bitch. I know what they're worried about, but it just keeps yeah. on doing it. Plugs keep looking you good. You know, it's like these... Uh, I remember too when I first started messing around, and I never was cared for linkered carburetors at all. I just didn't like them. But I remember the, well, I had one of these linkered carburetors, and somebody said, "Oh yeah, the fixed jet shit." Even on the, even on some of the other carburetors, the older carburetors, the fixed jet stuff. With like those linkers, you couldn't you couldn't change the damn things. The, the military stuff. You know, the, what they found in the old days is the military guys used to lean them things out to make them run. Oh, so they would make it so you couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. you know, the guys aren't blowing them up in the field. Like, just because yeah. you can make it faster is, doesn't mean that's the best thing to do. Yes. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so all, yeah, was the first, I learned that one day the hard way about one of those linkers. I was like, what's wrong with this son of a bitch? Well, I, uh, I was actually going to come up your way today because I got a linkered up there. I'm going to pick up for this thing because I want to try and do the Sons of Speed. Not the Sons of Speed. Oh, Trog. And I'm going to have to, I found out this week, I have to get steel wheels as well. I've got to have steel wheels and a fucking linker car. And what's this? For the truck, the race of gentlemen, the oh. one they do on the beach up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So now yeah, i got to yeah, find, yeah. they got to have steel wheels. they got their own set of rules. Yeah. Oh, you got to have like, I mean, I have to send them pictures of my costume, I think. You know, like, what are you wearing day of the race? Does oh. it look like, does it look correct? You gotta I'm going to go play the costume contest and fucking run some races on the beach, you know? But that's yeah. one thing I got to figure out is the carb setup. So I, there's a guy out there by you who's got a, oh, what is it? His name's Chop Through Life, Chop Through something on Instagram, but he's got a an 80-inch flathead linker carburetor that I'm going to get from. You know, that's one thing, Dan, there's so many people, you know, 
Like the chopper thing. I had no clue how many choppers was in Dallas until we did that just kickers. <laughs> There's a lot of them, dude. Oh, man, it just, it just blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been quite a few years ago. I mean, they just kind of came out of nowhere, you know. It, it wasn't that, it's gotten bigger and bigger, but, you know, it's just like, I, f I found a guy, I found a guy literally two blocks from me. Had a fucking shovel head, you know. Get the fuck out of here. Sitting in a fucking hardtail. Old Paco hardtail, a shovel head motor sitting in it. And a trailer fender on the rear end. I mean, oh, just an old simple hand garage oh. made, you know, and uh, tried to get him to come to just kickers, you know. Yeah. And uh, he, he never could get he never could get the bike started or whatever, you know. Because he says, I ain't going to come up there unless I can ride it. And he's just one of those guys that I, I begged him to let me come over there and let me get it started for you, you know. He wasn't having that. <laughs> no, 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 you know. But, uh, you know, really it's just funny how, like you said about this guy choppers through life, you know, got over there. It's just amazing. The yeah, he's up there around. in Louisville. I don't, you know, I, don't, I think I've met him before at Pates. Uh, a few years ago, but anyways, yeah, that's that's the next rendition. Want to get it. and the Super B sticking out on the side of that. I know at Yellow Rose Canyon, I'm gonna lay that motherfucker down. You know, like it's gonna happen, and that Super B sticking off to the side over there. You know, it's just asking for trouble. Right. Uh, you know, I like to I like to go to the edge, but you gotta find no. out where the edge is no. at. You know. No. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> so I'm thinking a linker tucked up in there would be a little bit more. Yeah, it might effective. work a little better. Yeah. Uh, huh. But yeah, that's that's the direction there. I'm looking forward to racing that thing on the. I mean, for, for Yellow Rose or for that for that type of racing or whatever, I I don't know, but I'm I'm a big fan of those McCoonies too. Well, and that's another thought is the McCoonies. You know, because that's, that's they, pretty short. It'll fit up in there a yeah. little tighter. And you can jet them. And you can jet them. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what I should do. Not everybody's got a bunch of jets. It's not like trying to find everything easy, but there's a, uh, they they are jettable. Yeah. Well, I think the next the next go, I'm gonna put a Super E on there, just because that gets in. That's just an easy. Well, you know, you know what? I'm, uh, think about one of these uh, Del Orto pumpers. Del Orto pumpers. Del Orto's got an accelerator pump carburetor too. Okay. They got a 42 millimeter. They can be played with too. But I'm gonna tell you right now too, and, and I don't know, I'm not like the smartest guy, but I do know that the CV carburetor, yeah, uh, or the McCooney carburetor, you know, the, the pumper. Well, the fast guys out at sudden they, speed. That McCooney thing can be dealt with on all kinds of ends. Yeah. Uh, I know guys that spend four or $500 on a McCooney, a brand new McCooney, you know, for hot rod shit. Uh, I don't know that much about it, but I did. I do know in everything I've ever had any fun with. I've, I've used those Dell order pumpers. Okay, they work pretty good. All the fast guys in Florida were running super E's. Oh yeah, without the even without the accelerator pump. <clears throat> I don't know why they wouldn't run the accelerator pump, but well, they're jetting. It's easy to jet them yeah. with that super E. I'm just saying I don't know why you would disable it. You know, hmm. but I don't know. Anyways, so no, there ain't no at that kind of raising accelerator pump don't mean shit. No, you're right because it's literally you're just on it. You don't want to. You don't no, ever want to pull Venturi. off the throttle enough. It's all Venturi and it's all just flow. Yeah. Uh, but here again, I just I just think those Del Ordos are good carburetors. And uh, shit. Have you seen this? Have you been out to the Sons of Speed Racing? Yeah. You saw that one. Yeah. That's pretty wild, isn't it? Those motherfuckers. They've come a long way. That first year I went. 
I've been you know, twice. They're having trouble starting all the bikes, even when they would get out there and run. None of them were, you know, there was only a couple of them running really good. Now, they fucking, they got all the motherfuckers have had time to get their shit together, and those fucking 61s, the flatheads, the pea shooters, they're all fucking It'd be running. interesting to talk to Billy now. You know, of course, he didn't go, did he? B&B? Oh, no, he didn't go. Yeah. Possibly, no, he wasn't there. I mean, how much has he been around his motor after it's been going? Not no, at all. he hadn't. And maybe he's not. But he's already ready to tear it apart and do new shit to it. I'm like, yeah, let me yeah. figure out how to fucking run this thing first, you know? No, 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 no. That's the thing. That it, I've, I've, I've talked to a couple of other guys that are really really sharp on these motors and shit. Yeah. And they, they're way over my head. But, uh, yeah, the, every time they're changing their, they're changing their mind about things. You know, oh yeah, he's already he's already chomping at the bits to tear the motherfucker apart. The last year that I went is the first year they run the forty fives. Oh, okay, so you've seen the forty fives. Yeah, and uh, or maybe it was the second year of the forty fives. Uh, well, last year was the first year they did it okay. the spring, and then they did it in the fall last year. Yeah, you know, we went we went in the spring, but uh, uh, the guys that I know that had the, the fastest forty five motor out there. Wasn't necessarily the best fire motor out there. The fastest 45 motor out there would make about three laps and stick. And then it'd sit in the parking lot for 20 minutes, cool off, and then go again. It'd run again. Really? But it was, it was, they were sticking it. Like sticking uh, the valves? Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, it, no, it stuck the whole fucking motor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this motherfucker just stuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was tight. Yeah. See, my, I stuck a valve the first time I took this out. I got all paranoid, called oh, Billy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy yeah. was like, take the fucking head off and Not hit the loose. valve with a hammer and put it back together. You know, quit making me worry. Now, that JD, I don't know how many, that JD? That, same yeah. thing with that? Oh, fuck yeah, you man. You can just pull hit the, the valve without taking yeah, anything you off, Pull the though. fucking spark plug off. Pull the spark plug, spark plug out and just, <laughs> just tap it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Or the one down here the other way. I mean, it's, yeah, it was a... Uh, that happened to me more than once too. Oh man! The old flatheads and the old the old big inch flatheads were really bad about it. Really? Oh yeah. Everybody I know that ever run one of them things run fucking marble mystery oil in them all the time. All the time. Yeah. 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 And, and what? More I, in the summer. Your flathead, Joe Hub. Joe Hub's got it, right? Oh, not anymore. No, he doesn't have it anymore. Joe Hub sold. Joe Hub bought two bikes from me. Okay. And then he kept one, and sold the other to Jim. And then Jim ended up with, uh, maybe Jim ended up with the other one too. And then, uh, but no, that generator shovel motor ended up with, uh, oh, what's the, uh, oh, the guy, Scott's buddy and him that had that. Oh, man, anyway. But Joe Hub, that motor, the flathead motor that Joe Hub had, ended up in Jim's uh, Born Free build. Oh, that's that motor. But he, blue yeah, bike. but he lunched uh, he lunched the cases, or he lunched the motor, he lunched the, the cylinders on those. So Jim went and got those uh, aluminum cylinders from uh, Bacon had a set of those Motor Technics, the last ones ever. Yeah. And he put those on it. But that's that motor ended up Jim's born free bike. Yeah. I don't know where the rest, oh, the rest of it ended up at a, at paint and swap meet. Oh, did it? <laughs> well, I think this motor right here came from Jim. Oh, I think it's one of the motors that Boston Billy went and got from Jim. Yeah, yeah. Now Billy bought a bunch of 45 stuff from. Uh, yeah, 
Jim. Pretty sure that's one of the ones. Which he I thought was, a, I put it all 40, together going out there. He built a motor for Jim, too. Jim, yeah. there's a 45 motor over at Jim's. Yeah. yeah. He hadn't done nothing with it yet, or not that I know of. No. But I was going to Daytona, and I was just thinking we about it. We were going like, to build this a little oh, This is probably the, one of the motors that came from Jim's shop. Jim and I were going to build We talked about putting together a little racer for the Fandango thing. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, and just neither one of us ever had any time for that. Yeah. Well, I would talk to uh, Greg. He's got, he's going to race. He's got Randy, Neil. He's going to yeah. ride one of his bikes. And then last I heard, Oliver was going to ride one of his bikes. Yeah. So if nothing else. We got four racers out there. Yeah. Tank shift. Yeah. I don't know if they got brakes, but no, don't matter. I'm not gonna have them. That's uh, that's the one thing I wish we could get some people going. You know, I wish we could get some people going. Yeah. I do too. I hope they come. I mean, that was pretty exciting last year. Oh, the flat track races are good in itself, though, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to talk my buddy Ethan into coming out and doing the hooligan racing. Uh, you know, it's surely it's the opener for the extreme flat track guys. It's their again. first opener, yeah. 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 Oh, uh, yeah, that guy's been a great to work with, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that facility, I was talking to my uncle, telling him he wanted, he was like, I want to, wherever you're racing this, I'm going next, you know, yeah. as long as it's around here. I'm like, well, I'm going to race it at in Fredericksburg. He was like, the only track I know of is the horse race track down there that I used to race. You're right at. in the middle I'm of like, it. That's the motherfucker that we'll be at. It's <laughs> just like no way. Yeah. So it's pretty cool being at. The They're doing that. At, if, in Texas. if he knows about horse tracks, then he might know about G. Raleigh White, and Brady. Okay. That's a race track. That's a dirt track. That's a horse track. An old horse track. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He's mm -hmm. talking about the old. Uh, Old terrible. The old uh, hill climb out here in Mineral Wells. Did you ever? Were you ever around for that? I heard about that one, but no. The hill climbing that we messed around with was at Whitney. You know. Really? Yeah, Lake at Whitney. Lake Whitney. Yeah, they had a hill climb down there. I do remember hearing about this deal. That Whitney had a hill climb for a while. No shit. Wasn't nothing crazy, but it was it was there for a while. They they just don't do those as much anymore. No, they I, really I got to tell you, man, it's like. Yeah, that's like bull riding. There ain't no good way off. <laughs> well, if you go over the top. Yeah, and I've done them both. You go over the top. Oh, yeah, if you go over the top. but it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, fucking that's right. Jim was telling me that you used to ride bulls and fight cocks. Yeah. Where did this happen, in Texas or California? Because that can happen in both, both places. <laughs> oh, in Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Yeah, on the rooster fighting deal with Oklahoma. But it all started in California. Yeah, they do that out yeah. there for sure. Well, it's a, uh, and in the horse racing thing, you know, that was a, that's how I met my wife. Yeah, I moved here from California, and I went to the school over here in North Dallas with a bunch of, you know, I went to the school with like four or 500 kids in the whole damn school. Okay. And I came here to a school that had like 3,000 in it. Oh, shit. And, uh, well, I say 3,000. So the school was, in California only had three or 400? Yeah, I lived in a small valley town, you know. Yeah. And uh, all farm boys and shit. The, uh. And here there was a, what was it, six or 800 in my graduating class or whatever. I went to school here one year, and that's where I met my wife. I followed her, I followed her home one day uh, after school was out in summer, and I, I, she's going down the road, and she made a right, and I made a right, and I thought, I'm going to talk to this girl. And Anyway, I, she knew who I was from school, but... Anyway, I thought, well, if she's going to talk to me, she's going to talk to me, or she's going to tell me to get the fuck out of here. But she did. She pulled up in front of her house. We talked. 
She says, I don't have time to mess around. I got to go feed my horses. And I looked at her and I said, what? You got horses? And, you, and you know, you live here. Well, oh, I got horses bike? in a stable over here. No, I was in a car. Okay. And uh, she says, I've got my horses in a stable over here. I said, well, I'll go with you if you don't care. And she said, okay. And anyway, on the way over there, she says, what do you know about horses? You know, of course, I come from a small farm town or whatever. And we, you know, we had horses and messed around. So that's what got... That was where oh, we had to come. She liked you right out of the gate. Huh? We both you hit it off. Horses. Yeah, we both hit it off. And then, you know, moving on through life, we, we had, you know, kids had horses growing up. We always had a place that had, uh, you know, we kept horses. And I, I got it. I, I, I've always had a problem with being competitive. <laughs> so, you know, if you got to. Can't have, be a problem, can it? <laughs> you you got to be competitive. So you got to have a horse that goes fast, you know, to be competitive. So the wife was doing barrel racing. So I started going to the racetrack, and I started getting these horses off the racetrack, uh, these quarter horses. Get the fuck out of here. No, I'd get yeah, these horses. Yeah, yeah. These horses that wouldn't run 400 yards for those guys, we'd get, we'd get the ones that go 200 yards that they wanted to get rid of, right? Okay. Because the, the money's in the quarter horse races is like the 440-yard dash or whatever. So we'd, I'd go get the guy that could get out of the gate and get there if he had a, a brain to the horse, you know. He'd, anyway, I'd buy these horses, trade them, put them on barrels. The wife was messing with them on barrels. But in the meanwhile, I got hooked up with these horse racing people, and I thought, man, that's fun, too. But the quarter horse shit was kind of a joke. I, I got involved with some thoroughbred. I got lucky and got some thoroughbred horse people that had some decent horses, and, you know, I made a living racing horses. You were fucking riding them? Uh, well, I exercised horses, too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but as a, <laughs> but as, a, as, a, as, a, as a young man, you know, as a teenager and, and shit, we started going riding bulls. Uh, these buck out things, you know, mm-hmm. pay five dollars, get your ass thrown on the ground. Another five dollars, get a picture of you doing it too. That was fun. Yeah. But then we start doing the jackpot things on Friday nights and shit like that. I mean, yeah, like I said, have to be competitive to do shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the bull riding and the race horses and racing horses. That's pretty I, fucking wild. I mean, that's like one of the more dangerous sports that there is. Well, I wasn't a jockey, you know. I ended up being like a trainer and you know having oh, horses. So you were a jockey in them. No, we exercised them in the morning, though. Had, you know, you have to exercise the horses. Yeah. I worked them out of the gates and stuff. Yeah. You know, I didn't race them on the weekend. No, I, as far as racing a horse, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. You, you got to gate break them. You got to teach them to go. Yeah. You know, I never was a big guy, so, you know, at 140 pounds, you know, you're not going to kill the horse. So did you travel around to different racetracks? Oh, this? yeah, I stayed, I stayed at different tracks. My kids spent a few summers at the racetrack. You do some summers in Rio Doso? No, I wasn't a quarter horse guy. No. Oh, that's quarter horse racing. That's quarter so what horse racing. What's, what's thoroughbred? That's like a big fucking. It's the same thing. It's, it's, it's an oval track. I mean, it's the same thing. But the, they race. They don't race like four hundred yards. Or you know, they race. You know, five eighths a mile, mile, mile and a quarter. Okay. It's a little different breed of horse too. Yeah. But yeah, the thoroughbred horses, and that's, that I did that for a while. I made a living at it. <laughs> that's pretty wild to make a living. At but that. it ain't a family life. No, no, no. So the, my uncle that I was just talking about, he, he raised, or not raised, but he trained racehorses. And yeah, the stories about living with him back in the day, they're not, you know. Huh. He had quarter horses? Yeah. Okay. I don't know much about yeah. this. He doesn't do it no more. I'll tell you what, the best damn dog I ever had in my life come from right over here down the road from you. Really? From a horse trainer. His name was Mike Shear. I'll be damn. I don't know that name. I, like they used said, to run know. out here at Trinity Meadows. Oh, you know. yeah. Ask him if he knows Donna Tolliver. Donna Tolliver, okay. Yeah. 
If he knows Donald Tolliver, then I probably met him. Okay. My dad used to work with this old fucking Irish guy. He was the horse trainer. My dad owned like the foot of a couple of thoroughbreds. Oh. And uh, yeah, there's this fucking interesting Irish guy. Heavy accent. Only guy I've ever known that has an accent like him. But he was the trainer. Oh. Fat, weird shaped dude. That doesn't ring you know, the horse people read a lot on drugs. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was one of the big things they were bad for. But I got to tell you, an old man told me one time, a thoroughbred guy told me, he says, a healthy horse on oats and water will outrun them all day long. You know, conditioning. Yeah. Conditioning is what that was all about. Mm-hmm. And I've seen those quarter horse guys, they, they, they have a nice, slick, well-conditioned horse, and they start running them, and their hair turns burnt in and looks their hair don't have a gloss to it or whatever. And that's because they've been in, injecting them, and giving them shit to make them enhancing them, as they say. Well, see, we used to ride dirt bikes around the, the fucking uh, the Trinity, Trinity Meadows, Meadows is what they call this one over here. The track, the yeah. original track, and it was a quarter horse track. And then it was paramutual for a little while, but I don't What's think it's paramutual. That was a gambling thing when they got it in Texas. Okay, but they pushed it over, built homes over there. Yeah, they did. But yeah, ask this guy, uh, Mr. Shear, ask ask him if they know Donna Tolliver. Okay. The best dog I ever had in my life came from. Donna had a, a Mexican boy that was a jockey named Homer Sanchez. Okay. He got too big to ride, but he was still a he still match raced and he exercised. He he was a trainer too, according to speak. But uh, he had these West Texas dogs. His dad bred out there, and they were oh they had border collie in him. They had uh, healer you know blue healer red healer and a little bit of coyote. Okay. He he kept a little bit of coyote into that breed, and. Ask him why, you know, and he said, well, they just live longer. But he said, it makes them a little ornery. I said, well, the healers are ornery anyway. He says, this is a different ornery. He says, this is an ornery that won't quit. You know, I'm like, what do you mean? He says, they live forever. And I looked at that old man, I thought, you know, okay, bullshit. But no, he bred so many. This, these dogs have been bred down and down and bred. He said, you know, whatever the case is, his family, whatever, his people, they believe that that coyote put life into that dog. That's the honor it put into them dogs is that was the will to live. Okay. This dog liked two months being 22 years old. No shit. Yeah. And I had her, and she couldn't jump up on the couch anymore for a year or so. I mean, she was old. I wouldn't. The damn dog, I come home one night. My wife and I have been out to dinner. Come home one night. This dog jumps up on the couch. I thought, what the fuck? She jumped up on the couch. Jumped between me and the wife and laid there, looked at us both and died. Fuck. But that's what, when I was coming over here today, that's I was thinking, thinking about, about Donna Tolliver. I'm like, when I said Tin Top Road the other night, uh-huh. I knew what we was talking about, Tin Top Road. But she lived out here, she was uh, a different time, different places, and I don't know, but her, Donna Tolliver is who she was. Yeah. That's pretty wild. But that dog, I got to tell you, man, best fucking dog I ever in my life. Yeah, my last dog, he made it to 15 years. Yeah. The vet was like, if you don't cut his balls, he's not going to make it past five years old. This is a, I mean, he was 120 pounds at a year old. He's like, if you cut off his balls, he might make it till eight years old. And I'm like, you know, we're not doing either one of those things. <laughs> and yeah, he made it to 15, you know. Well, this dog, I, that, this dog I was having trouble and started bleeding a little bit and uh, passing blood. And I took it to the vet and... Uh, just to see what was going on. The, the vet said she had an infection, whatever. The vet told me, she says, you need, to really get, you need to get this dog's teeth cleaned. I said, what? 
I said, you know, everybody keeps telling me about these dogs, you know, to get their teeth cleaned. I looked at her, I said, why don't I want to get this dog's teeth cleaned? She said, well, she'll, she'll probably live a lot longer, you know, with her teeth. I said, ma'am, do you know how old this dog is? And she says, no, but she really needs her teeth cleaned. I said, she's 17 years old, and you want me to get her teeth cleaned? <laughs> if she lives another five years, God bless her. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I mean, I brought her in here because she's passing a little blood. I, I'm just worried about that. Yeah. She's going, don't worry about that. I can clean that up with some, you know. And I said, well, I ain't going to worry about her teeth then. I, I don't, you, you don't worry about the, the teeth. I won't worry about her passing blood. No shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I just got a new puppy from uh, Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll, yeah, show yeah, you, yeah. I'll show you him in a minute. He's a little fucking little brick house. Oh. Are we done with this? We're done with this. <laughs> Thank you, Kirk. You're welcome, buddy. Right. Thank you, Kirk, for coming in and talking shop. I've been trying to get him on the show for fucking two, three years about now. And uh yeah, I'm finally got I'm glad he finally got to come in here and we got to bullshit. I uh you know, I respect the shit out of Kirk. Dude, he used to have that badass JD chopper. He did the fucking just kickers event, which has come up multiple times on the show. I've met people all over the country. That uh, they got to go to those, and you know, people, people really speak highly of that event, and uh, it's inspired them, and it's inspired me, and I can't thank you enough for doing that, Kirk. And uh, you know, Kirk's gonna be <clears throat> uh, running the chopper drags at Fandango. That's gonna be sick. Maybe he'll do a kickstart competition for us there. You'll get a chance to beat me because at this rate, I ain't fucking kicking nothing, dude. Oh, man. I hadn't even thought about playing the drums yet. It's going to be an interesting weekend. Uh, luckily, when I go to Mo to Mexico, I'll be on my Pan America where I can just push that button and hopefully just not fall to the right. Uh, anyhow, enough of me bitching. Uh, it's hard to like think or talk about anything else at this point which is fucking annoying, dude. Really annoying. I hope you guys have a, a fucking amazing day, though.